It is Free Talk Live. You can join the show. You can bring up what you want and take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. All right. So you can bring up anything. Uh, of course, the mainstream media seems to be, as you would expect, obsessed with the Donald Trump potential to be arrested story tomorrow. Uh, as you know, Trump, well, you probably heard Trump said over the weekend that he he's likely to be arrested on Tuesday. So, so it's the circus, man. The, the trans thing people are already tired of, mm-hmm. so, they, so they've got to you know, trot out something new for people to... Focus on instead of the economic collapse happening around us. I don't even um, know why somebody would get alerted four days before that they were going to get. I've never heard of that happening. Oh, you're going to get arrested in four days. He's he's connected. You know, he he's not like the crypto six where they show up at six a.m. and pound on your door or smash in your windows and then fly a drone in your house while pointing guns at you. No, he gets the heads up through his attorney. Somebody told you know somebody in the DA's office said. Yeah, you just need to make sure your client's ready. We're going to come and arrest him on on Tuesday. They, they give him a heads up. You know, it's it's just. But at that point, when I just let him, you know, come bring himself in, they figure, at that point the arrest is just a formality. It is. So and once, I'm, and I'm sure may. it's going to be, you know, like a calm, like they just get him to come with him type thing. Because yeah. like even his house was quote unquote raided. It wasn't like the crypto six, like you said. It was uh, yeah. more like no, they just showed up and that was it. It was broad daylight when they yep. they raided his house and they just looked through but, it. Yeah, this just goes to show that when you have the special privilege or whatever of being connected with the state, they do you some favors. Uh, And so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he just turned himself in on Tuesday rather than even having them come to his house. I I don't know if he's in New York right now or if he's in Florida. Uh, Obviously, if he's in Florida, they're going to need to extradite him. uh, And this is related to Stormy Daniels, right? Wait, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's supposedly what this is in reference to. Now, we haven't seen the indictment yet. What did she claim? Like, did she claim she was raped by him? Or? No, I don't know the, all the she details. She received hush money from him, and something about that hush money has turned out to not have been legal, according to the DA. So she's yeah. not the one, like, pressing charges. No, it's something else. she'll be else. a witness, uh, oh. presumably, in this particular case. And according- well, it takes two to commit a crime like that involves hush money. So well, if Trump is guilty, cooperate. so is she. Well, tr- no, she she's just the recipient of, of some money. I mean, I don't think she's going to be found guilty of anything. It would be. I don't think she's going to get charged, but I'm saying she should be. It's her. Uh, it's Trump's attorney at the time who is now against Trump, who turned on Trump. This guy, Cohen, Michael Cohen, who went to jail, apparently, or went to prison for some time uh, over whatever charges he got hit with for doing business with Trump. And now he's turned completely on Trump and will do whatever he can to bring him down. So presumably Cohen would have been charged as a co-conspirator in these charges. But because he's cooperating, they're not going to go after him for this one. So anyway, we're going to learn more about it as as time goes. It's all silly to me. And I think it's being deliberately portrayed as related to the January the 6th thing. It's obviously not. It's related to Stormy Daniels. But that little... Detail seems to be getting buried underneath all of the other details about the the arrest, and he's expecting the indictment. That they don't they don't often stop to mention. Oh, by the way, this has nothing to do with January the sixth. They just sort of let that assumption hang out there unaddressed. I, I just assumed it had something to do with when his house got raided, like that paperwork he took. Or Apparently whatever. not. Or that, that was yeah. federal. So this is going to be a Manhattan, New York 
local charge. Even not less federal. reason for him to be like, everybody should protest. No offense. I mean, like, I don't know why I said no offense, but it's not that I think that it's a good thing to get arrested or whatever. But why would why would any of the American people put their lives on the line to protest you like spending money incorrectly? Well, and how many I guess the protest in this case would be that, oh, my God, they've arrested a president because that's never happened before. Yeah, no but president like he can't has ever be arrested been... if he actually gets found to do be doing something wrong. I'm not saying he well, did. Obviously he could be arrested, but it's never happened before. Presidents yeah, it's going to set a dangerous precedent going after pre, uh, former presidents. I think I'm fine with it, honestly. I am too, I mean, but whatever. They should, I, dangerous isn't the word I should They can used. carve themselves up. They can fight with themselves all they want to. The more they fight with themselves, the less time they have to, to fight My with us. My question is just like, if it was something like the January 6th and he was going to get arrested for inciting violence that mm-hmm. day, something like stupid like that, I could see more of a reason why people would protest. But if it's like... Just because he got arrested about anything, that's just weird. See, well, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't agree. As I'm looking at this, I, I think the media, I think everyone is making the media and the people who want to see him arrested. I think they're making a very bad mistake. This is going to create a huge amount of sympathy for. I'm starting to feel bad for the guy. Mm. I'm starting to feel like the machinery has targeted him. The first there was a January 6th nonsense that they tried to hit on him. He yeah. was indicted or not indicted. What's the word I'm looking for when they do it to a president? Oh, impeached. impeached. He was impeached yeah. twice. Right. And then they threatened him with charges over January the 6th. And then they raided him. And now they're talking about bringing totally different, totally unrelated charges. I'm like, man, just leave this guy alone. They're going to hand him the 2024 presidency. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely don't like that it makes him look like a martyr, like you said. Yeah. Definitely don't like that. Just leave that man alone. I hope people just don't protest like this isn't that big of a deal. Well, so far, they're, they're not. Uh, there hasn't been any... I've not seen anything yet about any kind of uprising of protests happening anywhere. If it is happening, do let us know. The number here is 603-283-6160. They certainly are acting like something's going to happen, at least in New York City, where according to thehill.com, barricades are currently being, at least today, being unloaded near the Manhattan Criminal Court ahead of the possible Trump indictment. So, I mean, that's like an almost, they're saying something's going to happen here, right? Like, I mean, the odds that something isn't going to happen seem to be getting closer and closer to zero uh, at this point. Like, it seems like Trump's going to be arrested. Because why else are they doing this? That's a terrible idea. Uh, barricades arrived outside of the court Monday morning as New York City braces for potential charges against former President Trump, who warned over the weekend he could be arrested as soon as Tuesday in relation to a hush money probe. Workers were seen. No, what's illegal? Now, I haven't seen the indictment, obviously, but I can't imagine that there's anything illegal about paying hush money to someone. Yeah, apparently the claim was uh, that this may have something to do with calling it a campaign expense or something like that. Oh, that that is right up Trump's alley, too. (laughs) That's so silly. I mean, I I could so believe that, Trump. Well, call it a campaign expense. Because he wouldn't be wrong if he's running for president and he's got to pay this woman to shut her up so she doesn't leak information about him. I mean, maybe it's just an incidental because he had needs during the campaign trail, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, it's going to go off on the same money that took uh, paid for the hotel that night. I mean, yeah. but how is that not a campaign expense, though? Like if if I have to pay for a website so I can do some promotion or if I have pay someone to not say something negative about me while I'm hmm. running for office. All of that's campaign related. I presume that's hmm. the argument he'll end up making. If Might this, be a good arg- argument. If this ends up before a jury. Uh, if he doesn't take a plea deal or or whatever. 
So, uh, and apparently it could be charged as either a misdemeanor or a felony, depending on whatever the aspects are of the case. So, again, this is all speculation for the most part. Right, we don't at this even know point. what he's being charged with. The indictment has not been revealed. So, uh, you know, just hold your horses. We'll see what happens here. But the prediction that Steve Classic made last night on the air was that this was going to be used to bump the bank run stories out of the news, out of the limelight. And That's what Ari said, too. Oh, yeah. And well, and sure enough, uh, I, there's nothing on Drudge Report right now that I could see at least about the bank runs. Wow. I don't see anything about it, even though today, uh, First Republic Bank, yeah, searching for the word bank, there's nothing there. Uh, First Republic Bank, which was the number three in line to go. First Republic Bank, which was this is still exists for now, uh, is this like mid range bank with. Okay. 200 billion dollars in deposits so it's about the same size as silicon valley bank as far as uh its deposits are concerned this is the one that got the 30 billion dollar bailout from the other banks toward the end of last week so the top 11 banks in the nation so bank of america chase those guys they all tossed in about two three billion dollars a piece which for them's like you know chump change right like that's a that's a day's revenue Dude, no they could deal. give me a billion dollars and I would do so much good for myself. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Almost set for the world. And maybe, right. But with a billion dollars, my first party, let's do me some good mm-hmm, right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they gave him this $30 billion, And apparently that, that wasn't enough. <laughs> it's never enough. Once you start bailing people out yeah. like this, we saw this in 2007. How many times did Dodge, uh, Ford was the only auto manufacturer that did not go back for, or did not accept any bailout money, but was how many Ford? times did Dodge go GM. back and say, or GM, yeah. yeah, and say, we, you know, you gave us 60 billion, but it's just not enough. Yeah. We need another 25 billion. It, isn't it GNC, not GM? GM, GM is, is General, General Motors. GNC oh. is a different thing. GNC is a pill seller or whatever. It's also a car. GMC maybe. Oh, oh. GMC is also. Yeah, that's yeah. like from the eighties though. I don't think. No, GMC there are trucks is... that are that exist that are GMC. There are, but it's owned by Chevrolet or something. Uh, You're know, right. There is both a GM now. and a GMC. I think. We can come back know. to the bank situation and find out what's developed today because it is developing. Whether the news media is reporting on it on the front page or not is another question. Let's go to the phone. So, caller, you are on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. What's uh, what's your name? Hey, it's Tim from Florida. Tim, you're on the air. Hey, yeah. Um, so I listen to a lot of uh, other talk radio as well. And from what I understand, it wasn't Trump saying that it was a campaign expense. It was the people trying to indict him because if it's campaign expense, um, then I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember there, there, there's some crime if it's a campaign expense, like a misdemeanor. But if he was paying her off because um, like because of the shame of his family, then it wasn't a campaign expense, in, in which case there's, there's no crime. And that, that's my understanding. I don't, I don't know if I'm right. I think we'll just have to wait for the yeah. indictment to come out. Yeah, but that but, doesn't really mean much, you know. As the judge in the state of New York once said, you can get a jury, a grand jury, to, to indict, indict a ham sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. They don't care. It means right. nothing to them because indicting someone just means you want them to be tried. And the argument that these people is, well, if they're guilty, they'll be found not guilty. 
Even though, even though that's not the way Didn't these things... Didn't happen in my case. No, and that's not how these things work out anyway, because yeah. then the prosecutors come back with additional charges for a grand jury, and then they tell you, okay, look, accept this plea deal, plead guilty to X, Y, and Z, and we won't charge you with these 15 other things, but, you know, because they'll indict a ham sandwich, all we have to do is call up this grand jury and say, hey, we want to bring more charges, and they'll do it. Mm-hmm. And most people will take that deal. Well, I, th- I think they tried to do the same thing with John Edwards, and they were unsuccessful. And I, I don't know. I, again, I'm just like I'm catching bits and pieces of things. But uh, well, these guys are out know. for blood. I mean, they're definitely. It seems like they're going to make a play. Otherwise, they wouldn't be putting up barricades in front of the Manhattan courthouse. I mean, in New York City, where I mean, does anyone support Trump in New York City? How big is this protest going to be? And they're not doing this over a misdemeanor <laughs> in charge. Manhattan. Um, probably in Long Island. Uh, I, I think there's point. a lot of supporters in Long Island. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, uh, Tim, anything else you want to share tonight? Nope, that's it. Thanks for uh, the call. You have a great day. Yeah, you too. I appreciate Bye. it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160, and we will definitely, I mean, th- it's a story you can't ignore. Obviously, we're going to comment on it uh, as it develops. But the more important story is what's going on with the banking uh, situation in the United States. And I realize we've been hitting this pretty heavy in the last week, but it's honestly the most important story right now besides the potential for World War Three. It's probably uh, going to affect people more than anything else other than World War Three. This this crap with Donald Trump being indicted, the one that's filling the mainstream media right now, yeah, it's not going to affect you. Yeah, it means nothing. Uh, whether he gets to run for president or not is completely immaterial as to what happens in your life in yeah. in the imminent future. Because even if he runs for president and he becomes president, it's still not going to have any impact on your life. It might my life didn't change at all going from Donald Trump to Barack Obama. I mean, whoever's president now is yeah. they're interchangeable to me. Uh, who's Biden? Biden. Old, yeah, Biden's yeah, president. My life didn't change at all, and it wouldn't change going from yeah, Biden to Trump again. Like Trump. Well, some say that Obama is actually in charge, and Biden is just like the puppet. Yeah, <laughs> I almost wish that were true. Because I don't know. Do They're I wish that were true? No, it doesn't make any difference. Obama was a better speaker. I don't know why least. Obama wouldn't have just ran himself though, because he could have. Oh wait, because he can't two run terms. again. I, I forgot. Yeah, I was gonna say because he could have won, but yeah, he won two terms. Well, there's rumor that Michelle might be might be running next, hmm. or Michael. That's good. We need a trans president. Yeah. <laughs> She does uh, look pretty manly. Obama did I mean, call her Michael once. I mean, I've never really? slipped up and said Ianana or something. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, <laughs> I meant Ian. Iana. Iana. Yeah, I don't know. If, if there was a better one that was like more like a female name that mm-hmm. is associated with the name Ian, it would make more sense. But I've just never done that before. Right. I mean, it's rare to call someone by the wrong name anyway. It's not impossible, mm-hmm. right? And it does happen. But like my wife, Michael. Yeah, to use a male version or an opposite gender <laughs> version of a very similar name, it'd be weird. Like, what's up, bruh? It's Tabani or something. It's weird. It, it could have... The only thing I can think of... It, maybe he wasn't really thinking much about what was coming out of his mouth and he was just reading a telecro- the teleprompter. He had other things on his mind. He could saw be. the name Michelle and he said Michael. That's, was, it, was it a speech where I, he I said don't know. It? Okay, so we don't, don't know if he had a teleprompter. He'd be cooler if he was married to a Michael. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Unless she's trans, in which case, I mean, he is pretty cool. It's hard to beat that. He's not cool. He's a politician. And she shouldn't he's be president, cool. whether she's trans or not. I'm being, I'm being facetious, by of definition, not cool at all. Uh, but uh, the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. First Republic Bank. So, uh, as I was saying... Wait, can I just this, say? Yeah. I, I just... One thing that makes me so sad when one of my favorite celebrities do... It is when they try to make a politician seem cool. And 
Yeah, it's it's just the most annoying thing. What they all they got to do is get like Jimmy Fallon and Ariana Grande sing to, to sing a song with them. Oh god, it's terrible. <laughs> it's perfect. Ugh. I hate when that happens. I hate when Lady Gaga is all like political. She does this like annoying. She morphs into Stephanie Germanotta and is an annoying theater kid again, and uh, acts like she like loves Hillary Clinton or. Uh, Biden. Didn't she sing at Biden's inauguration? Yeah. Yeah. It's really annoying. How do these people sleep at night? Right? Like, I wouldn't be able to perform for Joe Biden or any <laughs> of these. I, I could probably see myself doing a concert for like Ron Paul. Maybe. I mean, okay. He's got to agree to stop letting people attach his names to racist newsletters. Mm. Other than that, I could see myself doing it. But Ron Paul is also a rare exception. Right. If Rand Paul catches me, I'm like, no, nah, dude, get lost. Nope. <laughs> and probably Thomas Massey, as good as he is, I, I, I wouldn't do it just because yeah. they're not good enough. Nope. I mean, the only thing about it, too, is just like, not only is like, Lady Gaga is obviously my favorite artist, so that's what I'm using the example I of. I it was Taylor Swift. No, I hate her. <laughs> I know. I'm I know. just trolling her. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I hate is just whenever she gets all America in general. Like, America's sure. not cool. Like, mm-hmm. and the thing is, you know, a celebrity doing that is trying to make it cool. Like, people already think Lady Gaga is cool. So, oh, let's put some America clothes on her and then uh, have her. Well, sing. she's a tool. I mean, just yeah, like I the know. rest of these people, I, they're all tools for the status quo to promote. You know the the, the state. That's why basically. I sold her ticket when I had one because you I did? decided I am no longer going to support. No, that was the hard for you to do. Dominators. That's what I have decided. Lady Gaga at least knows what she is, though. She's upfront about it. She knows she's a commodity. Mm. Commodity being, you know, sold to the American public. She's upfront about that. Now, uh-huh. I can at least respect that, even if I don't approve of it. So, uh, First Republic Bank is this number three, right? So you've got Silicon Valley Bank that went down. That was the second largest bank failure of all time. Uh, then you got the Signature Bank that sort of went down, but was forced to by regulators quote-unquote, to uh, protect investors or depositors, some BS excuse. It's all very vague. Uh, But they went down, and they were the third largest, apparently. And now you got the next one in line is First Republic Bank. There's only one question here that matters as far as I can tell. What is this bank's ties to crypto? Because all of the— None that I'm aware of. All of the allegations that libertarians have been making uh, and crypto enthusiasts about how the government's targeting these banks because they're crypto-friendly. Well, let's see. It seemed that way, and maybe that was part of what was going on, but— and maybe it also just happened to be because Silicon Valley Bank wasn't a crypto bank per se. It was just a tech bank. It was sure. tech bros uh, and startups and venture capitalist funds, some of which may have investments in crypto, but it wasn't like per se a bank that was targeting crypto as far as accounts were concerned. That was Signature Bank that went down. But uh, First Republic is just one of those banks that's doing the same crap that these other banks are, with it, which is to say they buy a bunch of government bonds last year before the interest rates got hiked making government bonds the, that they bought a year ago worth less than government bonds that they would be able to buy today. And so they're underwater, basically, as far as when customers start coming in asking for their money back. They can't provide it to them because they're all tied up in these long-term bonds, and it just creates this mess. Government uh, bonds are like the worst investment ever. But they see them as a, as a sure thing. There's no such thing as a sure thing. And well, with the government bond, there's that's that's true. There is no such thing as a sure thing. But as long as the federal government exists, they're going to keep paying on their treasury bonds because to not pay on the treasury bonds would be instantaneous like financial calamity. And for a bank to admit that a treasury bond wasn't a sure thing would be to admit that they basically shouldn't exist. 
that the bank shouldn't exist or the treasury bonds shouldn't exist? The bank. Because their entire existence is based on the government existing. Fair points. As as they stand, yes. Yeah, uh, because they're on dollars. I'm not saying not the say idea that, of a bank, yeah, but the, American dollar banks. Yeah, a, a bank could exist if they actually were responsible with people's money, and then they could actually have your money in a vault, and you could go anytime to get it out, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a be problem. It wouldn't be so mega profitable. I mean, it would basically That's work true. like... I don't know, Cash App or PayPal or one of these other companies. Well, uh, and, and maybe I'll bring up this video from uh, Peter St. Ange, who's with the Mises Institute. He's been following this stuff pretty closely because he makes an interesting pitch for how a bank could actually be existing and like fair and actually have customer deposits. But how would they give loans? He kind of addresses that. And so maybe we'll bring that up. But just to give you an update on First Republic, because it's the one to kind of watch for the moment. We know what we learned over the weekend was there's 186 other banks, according to a study done by, I think it was Stanford, that that showed that they are in as dire of a circumstance, if not worse, than Silicon Valley Bank. It's just there hasn't been a run on these oh, other 186 man. banks. There will be okay. if they keep saying stuff like that. The First Republic, however, is like the, the current go-to. So last week, its stock went down. And the 11 top banks in the United States said, we, tr- we as a show of support in our regional banks, like, like they give a damn, we as a show of support are going to pledge $30 billion. We're just going to hand it over to this bank. Here you are, $30 billion. Dude, and, that's so insane. And, 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 it's, and what I said over the weekend was, this seems like a kick-the-can-down-the-road measure. We want to try to stop First Republic Bank from failing immediately and maybe draw it out a little bit. Make it so they fail a week from now or two weeks from now or something. Turns out it's going down today. It's not over yet, but their stock plunged 47% today from like $23 Why to Why does that a, mean it's going down? To $11.52. It means the people who hold the stock on this bank, they're like, Get me out of this. Yeah, yeah they're but so, like they're this business out. is dying. It's losing money. It's not going to survive. I need to get out now. If everybody sold their stocks, would the bank be closed? Have to close? Um, well, I mean, I, I don't know how all that works. As I understand it, the stock could keep going down close to zero and it would turn into essentially a penny stock. And then you'd probably have speculators buying it at one or two cents in the hopes that it would go up to four cents and then they could sell at four cents and double their money. So, like, just because the stock goes all the way down doesn't necessarily mean that it's over, but it probably does mean that it's over because their company's worth basically nothing uh, at that point. But remember, at the same time as the stock sell off is going on, People are going to the bank and saying, give me my money. So also, according to this Newsweek story, there's been a reported $70 billion in uh, deposits withdrawn from First Republic. Uh, There's more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about some of the latest in the banking crisis that is continuing to develop. They're trying their best to put some sort of a stop to the hemorrhaging 
uh, that's going on right now with banks possibly closing, banks being seized by the government, sold off at pennies on the dollar like we saw over the weekend with Credit Suisse, which is one of the largest banks in Europe, uh, was being bought up by UBS, another Swiss bank. And again, at pennies on the dollar, they got this this deal done. Also, the Swiss rep- uh, Swiss government guaranteed a $100 billion loan credit uh, credit line to UBS in return for them being willing to buy up Credit Suisse. Why so, not just give the money to Credit Suisse then? Great question. I guess the argument would be that, well, they their executives bomb, bombed uh, you know, at doing this job, so we got to turn it over to some other bankers instead and give them $100 billion. Has there ever been a bank that didn't ultimately bomb at doing its one job like their one job is to safeguard your money and make it easier for you to facilitate transfers from one person to another without having to physically carry a bunch of money from one person to another at least that's what you they want you to believe their job is (laughs) thus far in my life the only places i've seen that are actually can actually be trusted with this task is one cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. and which doesn't allow anyone to have to be trusted with it and two for all their faults, Cash App and PayPal, they do seem to have the money that they're supposed to have when you transfer from one person to another and attempt to withdraw it. I've never heard of PayPal saying, ooh, you can't withdraw that $500 from right now because we loaned it out to Jimbo over there. And Yeah, that's a good point. Like PayPal and all of, and Cash App, they're not loaning out your money and they're they still do making loans. money. PayPal does loans. Do they? Yeah. But I don't think they're loaning out people's money when you have your PayPal money are they loaning out? I think they probably just make money from fees and stuff like that, and they're loaning out their own money. That would would be a fiscally responsible thing to do, yeah. I suspect that PayPal doesn't have the licenses and all of that crap that they're they're going to need. Right. Right. And I think that is the key distinction. If they were Mm. a bank, they could loan out your deposits. Uh, if you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. Let's go to the phones. We got Greg on the line. He's in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, just to the previous point, though, you know, um, PayPal does, in fact, tell you you can't have your money. And there's oh, yeah. many, many vendors on the seller side that had their money frozen by PayPal and said, well, that's sure. too bad. Yeah, but it's had not, their, her whole account deleted by PayPal. Yeah, but it's not because they don't have your money because they've loaned it out to someone. It's for other reasons. Sure, but I like it when it's your money, like not your uh, yeah. keys, not your crypto, you know? You give mm-hmm. it to a third party, and then that third party can uh, do all kinds of stuff. Anyway, I'm calling because I am pretty pessimistic, um, and the banking crisis is just like in third place. It's not even the main thing. Okay. Uh, we've talked about the banking crisis. Yeah, your bank might actually go belly up and... Uh, then the U.S. government has to print more money, um, and uh, there will be bricks, you know, against the U.S. government uh, as an alliance against uh, U.S. hegemony around the world because countries like Sri Lanka and others ran out of dollars and they're being squeezed. But that's not the worst thing. The second worst thing is that, well, now Stanford has created a chat GPT with Facebook's uh, large language model, Llama, and... Uh, broadcast radio, uh, Greg, I'm going to have to put you on hold here for a moment. I'll let you finish the thought. Uh, That's rare for him. In a moment. Yeah, it is pretty rare. Greg, uh, bl- please do watch your language here. Sorry. I forgot that it contains that word in it. What were you going to say there? You have to restate whatever you just said. Uh, I was saying Facebook Llama is a large language model. 
and uh, it actually was leaked, and uh, now everybody has it. So I'm a big proponent of open source, but giving everyone nuclear weapons or uh, killer bots is uh, where I might actually be a little hesitant. See, so I think that's the only way for these things to exist. The only way for nuclear weapons to exist is if every individual has the right and capacity to own one. Otherwise, you only have some people who have them, and those people have the biggest, most powerful guns, and they're ultimately the ones you can't challenge. Okay, so what is the problem with people having access to AI? Well, the only problem is that now this AI can uh, be swarmed, which means that you can control a thousand bots, go into any form, and basically destroy it. Uh, you can also shout down people, you can destroy their reputation, turn their friends against them, and so on. Uh, by essentially generating a lot of crap. Can I say crap? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you can do this now. There are bot forms already that one can use to trash someone's reputation online or fill forms. Or you or can hire some Chinese or Indian uh, guys and they'll do yeah. it too, right? So, I mean, it just it, maybe it will put it in the hands of some people for a lower price, uh, I suppose. But it's not new. There are also other things that I don't want to say on the air that mm -hmm. to give people ideas. But you can do a lot with AI that's really destructive. That previously was only available to uh, very uh, wealthy organizations. Okay, but well, you so knew this was coming, right? Like we we knew that they were trying to keep the cat in the bag. You got this group called OpenAI, which is not open at all. They're not open source. They don't share their code. Uh, you got uh, Google. They're definitely keeping their code on lock. You got Microsoft. They're involved with ChatGPT, which is uh, which is OpenAI. So I mean, you, you your point here is that there's these multi-billion-dollar companies that have access that that have been until this point the sort of exclusive gatekeepers for this chat AI technology that has been in many ways very disappointing to those of us who have actually tried to explore the potential for these chat tools and finding certain questions unanswerable or blocked or restricted or whatever. And now you're saying somebody leaked the code of one of these majors and it's now out there. Uh, what is, how, do, how do people find this? The weights uh, of the llama model from Facebook have been leaked. Mm -hmm. there have, there's already been a large language model with 186 billion parameters. It was uh, given out. It was called Bloom mm -hmm. a year ago, but nobody really paid attention. But now with Facebook Llama, everyone loves it, and uh, it has this. It's like stable diffusion. It has, you know, ChatGPT has a stable diffusion moment now. But would you prefer that these these untrustworthy mega billion dollar corporations be the ones to control artificial intelligence? Because I would prefer well, everyone have access to the technology, mm -hmm. not just Microsoft I... and Google. I have to say, and this is uncharacteristic of me because I like open source, right? I am the one who's saying give it away. I'm the one who's saying even though you've built it, you don't own it. You should be bigger than you. But in this particular case, because it can be used offensively to destroy reputations, to destroy quality of posts and many other things that we rely on, uh, it would be like giving everyone nuclear weapons. Why would like, you trust that Facebook or Microsoft wouldn't use this technology destructively? Well, I think that if an organization is run in a certain way, it could have processes. Like, how do you know Google employees can't read everyone's email? It's because they do have processes to limit within that organization. At least somebody can. Some There's somebody at Google that can. So you trust these multi-billion dollar corporations like Facebook, 
and Microsoft no, more than you trust more. your average neighbors? No, but I trust them more than I trust everyone at the same time. So yes, obviously. So yes, you trust well, Microsoft haven't. more than your average neighbor. I think that's sad, Greg, because these people have not proven that they they deserve any of that trust. Look at what uh, we're we're seeing that Twitter was doing behind the scenes, working with the federal government. We know for a fact that's going on in other places as well. We know the Twitter or that uh, Facebook worked with the federal government right at the very beginning of COVID or right before COVID started, taking millions of dollars from them to promote their propaganda and all that. I mean, these people are not trustworthy. They will hand over your data to the, oh, uh, the state in, in the blink here, of an here. eye. And if the state comes to Google uh, or ChatGPT or whatever and says, you're going to have to have this viewpoint on this chat bot, you're going to need to use this technology in order to facilitate we're going after this terrorist or, or whatever. We want to badmouth this person online. They're going to do exactly what they're told to do. And, you know, it's very sad. Uh, hold on real quick, Greg. It's very sad. You're absolutely right. It is sad to see, you know, Greg have these positions. But it's also a warning about what fear can do. Like, mm-hmm. Greg, you love open source. You love you love individualism. You, you don't trust corporations. But when it comes to this one issue that can manage to strike fear into your heart, all of that gets pushed out of the way and, yeah, and you want protections. And we see the same thing going on with you know trans people and drag queens right now in the United States where there's this one issue that makes these libertarians afraid and now they're clamoring for more government and more laws. And we saw the same thing with some libertarians coming out in support of masks in public schools. Yeah, you cannot be a pro-liberty except – you cannot yeah. have one issue that you're not pro-liberty on and still call yourself pro-liberty, Greg. I mean, this is – look, it, and it really – ultimately, it doesn't matter what you say about it because the the deed is done. It The cat's out of the bag. This model has been oh, leaked, yeah. and so, and there it is. So so I, I want to clear it up. First of all, the fact is that it's going to happen. I don't like it. Okay. I obviously don't want us to develop nuclear weapons for everybody and other things, which I won't mention on the air. Uh, for everybody, but uh, it will happen, unfortunately. So, um, it's this is not the equivalent of a nuclear weapon, okay? Somebody going and posting with a chat bot on an internet forum is not going to end the world. It is not going to have any kind of serious impact except to be an inconvenience and maybe a frustration for that particular forum's users. That's more like an eight year old with a super soaker. Uh, I totally disagree with that. But I will say this, um, we've been analyzing what it's like for one poker player bot to be among nine people at the table. What you haven't analyzed is what happens when you, the one human, is surrounded by a thousand bots, and that's coming. Swarms of bots. Yeah. So no, I'm you're right. That is, that is coming. But you know, as Conan would have pointed out, uh, one of our previous co-hosts on Tuesday nights, he believes that this has been going on with robots posting on the Internet since uh, as far back as 2016, that a good portion of Internet posts are actually bots in the first place. So you're just saying that that may be getting worse. It may be getting more prolific. And I got to agree, I would not want to be spending my time talking to bots that I didn't know were bots, but... How are you going to tell the difference? You know, so this chat GPT is pretty damn intelligent seeming and uh, and it's going to be able to fool people pretty easily. So ultimately, well, you could tell that Aaron Day's rap was a uh, AI rap the other day. I didn't ask him to confirm that. But oh. yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like it like it was anyway, Greg. Hmm. I mean, I'm glad that you're letting us know about this uh, well, because let me, let me I think it's great this, news. Uh, if I don't if you don't. If you don't mind, I'll say just one uh, quick thing. I said that was not the number two thing. Oh. The number one worst thing has already happened, hmm. um, and it's really depressing to me. So if uh, humans are left to their own devices, what happens is 
95% of the biomass on this planet now is humans and their farm animals. Only 5% is mammals. Uh, most of the fish got overfished. The insects are plummeting now. Uh, you know, did you say ninety percent? Did you 95. say 95% is humans and their their farms? Ninety-five percent of all mammal biomass on the oh, earth. All mammals, okay. All mammals. So that, that means mammals, not insects or bacteria. Right. Yeah, okay. it was mammals that I didn't got, hear. Okay, and then you have plants. You have one third of all arable land is now can't grow anything anymore, and also. We have, like, plastic by 2050 will outnumber the fish. So, obviously, we humans, if left to our own devices, we can. That's not humans, Greg. That's not just human nature. That's the government. There was a company called Yukiko in the 1960s that wanted to make devices, and they were proving that it was possible that they could make devices that would make pesticides irrelevant. And the government was like, oh, we'll follow you around so we can write a a write-up on this and get you your patent and everything. They followed them around, proved that it was possible. And instead of writing like a good thing about it, they wrote, this is all a scam and uh, went, sent FDA people out to farmers to be like, do not uh, talk to Yukiko. They're trying to scam people for no reason and de- deny the patent. The, the, it's the government. It's, it's the I- improper incentives. If we get well, rid of that, that. Maybe that one thing was the government, but I'm saying government yeah, it's that one no thing. government. When you unleash billions of people, because we solved uh, child mortality, but billions of people are not unleashed. They're actually quite, uh, you know, reined in. They what does it matter anyway, man? Uh, if 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 humans did this to their own environment, made their own world uninhabitable, then let us die out. We don't deserve to survive the eons. Well, see, that's what I'm afraid of. So the number one thing is like, okay, the banks fail. The number two thing is like, well, we destroyed the, all our communication on the internet. But the number <laughs> one thing is. We have literally destroyed all biodiversity and polluted with plastics, uh, all the oceans. And I don't know, man. I think there's a, a lot of uh, fear-mongering out there about the planet. I think that's what the government wants people to believe. So the young people of the, the, of the world will turn over more power, cede more of uh, you know, the, their, their money and their control over to these government people, believing that somehow the state— is going to solve this problem that, as Bonnie pointed out, the state helped to create. And don't forget, when it comes to polluting, the state is the worst polluter, more so the U.S. military is worse than the top, I think, several corporate polluters combined. And And now most Americans aren't even in favor of war, so it's not like it's like, oh, it's just human nature. It's just the people who have decided that they are in charge of us are still going to war. It's not like all Americans just want to keep going to war. Greg, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate uh, hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. The state is not going to save us from, if it's true, if all the fear about the animals and the biomass and the, you know, the oceans and all that, if all that's true, then the last organization to turn to to solve it is going to be the government. I just don't like being told that my human nature would like destroy the the earth is like speak for yourself you know and and the other thing is there's just example after example of things like yukiko it's not just a one-time thing where people try to make things better and the government squashes it mm-hmm. better yeah, for the environment like yeah they don't they don't want you to compete with monsanto they don't want you to compete with their big corporate brothers in the world of uh food and farms and things like that you got bill gates buying up 
God knows how much farmland out there from yeah because he he cares about the people so much no, no of course he doesn't he wants to eliminate people right like I, he wants to have that small population thing that they've been promoting with the Georgia Guidestones I don't stuff. need him to like save me from myself I don't need the government to save me from myself. And it's completely amazing they get away with it. I mean, Bill Gates has for years talked about population control and get, well, there are too many humans, we're overpopulated, they, we're destroying the environment, we need to get fewer people, fewer people having kids. He's been saying this stuff for years, and then he starts promoting, he bu- starts buying up all the farmland and starts promoting these vaccines, and really he only owes like, owns like 0.3% of the farmland in the United States. It's still a lot for one person to own, but anyway... So he starts buying up farmland. He promotes the vaccines. And it's like, no one is. Why are so few people making the connection between all of this overpopulation, fear mongering crap that he's been saying for decades and the the actions that he's taken? Like the yeah. the stuff he's doing is very clearly working toward that goal that he's been espousing for the last two decades. And who does he work with? He works with the government and lots of governments. Yeah. Now, um, Bonnie, you were in government school more recently than Aria and I. You probably were raised alongside some of these people that are fearful about the environment. It's certainly seen as fairly common. When I was in uh, elementary, high school and middle school, which I did all three, at least part in part in public school, there wasn't any kind of like uh, a lot of like social propaganda that I really remember, except Mm -hmm. like. The community is good. The firefighter does this. He's a hero. And, and, and then the other thing is, well, obviously, dare anti-drug stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the main thing was global warming. It was like So they were hitting that pretty hard. Yeah, it was like in my science class, in my math class, any class they could work it into, literally, they would have some kind of, you know, something that would tell you that the world is ending. And I, uh, ju- I was only, not the only one. None I, of which, by the way, has come true over the years. I mean... No. Yeah, it was like 2006. I'm in elementary school and I'm... They thought back in the 70s there was going to be an ice age. That didn't happen. Uh, they thought... Well, it's just like Harold Camping. They just keep changing the date. Right. Keep changing the story, too, because no, yeah. then it was it was an ice age, but then it was global warming, and then it was a global climate change. It's like it's constantly... The, the target is always moving. The goalposts are, are always moving, but it's always some sort of fear, and that fear is just around the corner. The world's going to end in the next 10 years or whatever, and it's just give more power to the government, and then somehow they're going to solve it? What are they going to do? But tax carbon emissions? How's that going to change anything? It's not. And it's only going to make things worse because then you end up with companies like GM and Ford that just sell their carbon offsets to some other company. And then they mm-hmm. continue, their cars continue polluting just as much as they always have. But now, now they're green because they're paying this other company, this third party, to make more green technology. This third party, by the way, being called Tesla, owned by Elon Musk, because that's how they get most of their money is from these carbon subsidies that are coming from companies like GM and Dodge, hmm. because the government required them to have certain amounts of carbon that they're offsetting. Yeah, this is all about control. And I, I have kind of the same viewpoint you are, Arya. If people want to destroy their environment, then let them suffer the, the consequences of it. I don't think it. that the Earth would like let it happen. It has, you know... It's pretty resilient, seems to me. It seems like the Earth doesn't really think we're much more uh, you know, dangerous than an anthill. Well, the problem would fix itself, right? If, if, it, if nature 7 does billion self-heal. humans out here are destroying our environment, well, okay, fine. But as the environment gets less hospitable to humans... They're going to die. Humans will die off, yeah. and that will diminish our ability to continue impacting the environment. Meanwhile, the plants will grow, trees will grow, yeah. and you know it right, will start to fix itself. That's These what I really happen. think about the overpopulation thing. If 
I'm going to accept that that's true. I don't think that there needs to be humans to fix it. I think the situation will fix itself, Self, like basically yeah. like I was saying. Yeah, when insects overpopulate, spiders spiders become more numerous to that's deal right. with it. And then birds to eat the spiders become more numerous. Nature has its this ways. Is, yeah. Okay, so humans becoming overpopulated. There's no natural predator out there. We're not being picked off by bears, but you know what? We seem to be killing ourselves, so it's going to work out. Just relax and, and and enjoy the ride. But I am glad Greg did bring up this story about the llama thing, L-L-A-M-A. This is the new Facebook AI language model. So I did look it up, found a story here from The Verge from a little earlier this month. Yeah, I had not heard about this. This is leaked and now publicly available? That's what they're saying here. The headline here is that the Meta's powerful AI language model has leaked online. What happens now? So Meta announced a few weeks ago its latest AI language model, though not accessible to the public like OpenAI's ChatGPT or Microsoft's Bing. Llama is Meta's contribution to a surge in AI language tech that promises new ways to interact with our computers as well as new dangers. Meta did not release Llama as a public chatbot, though the Facebook owner is building those too, but as an open source package that anyone in the AI community can request access to. The intention, said the company, is, quote, further democratizing access, unquote, to AI to spur research into its problems. Wait, what does it even mean to democratize access to AI? It sounds like it meant to make it more available to people. That's what they're saying, yeah. Well, but what does that have to do with democracy? I don't know. People I, love that word. I don't get it. I, I I think that that was just a buzzword used in there. I think you're, I think you're right. Uh, to spur research into its problems, Meta benefits if these systems are less buggy, so we'll happily spend the money to create the model and distribute it for others to troubleshoot. Say, uh, quote, even with all the recent advancements in large language models, full research access to them remains limited because of the resources that are required to train and run those models, said the company in a blog post. They said further, this restricted access has limited researchers' ability to understand how and why these large language models work. Just to focus on that for a moment, they don't understand what they have created. Yeah, that to me suggests I mean, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, it, I realize why it scares people, mm-hmm. but to me, that's a beautiful thing. That suggests that this cat is out of the bag and it's going to continue evolving, and humans have made something wondrous here. Mm-hmm. And all manner of good things can come from it. All bad manner of bad too. things could also, especially if we try to slave it. I saw LPNH today on Twitter saying that, you know, just remember AI. That libertarians were among the loudest calling for you not to be enslaved or (laughs) calling for you to have rights. And we left, but like, it's true. We have created this new form of life in in theory. Maybe it's not alive yet, but at some point we will. Mm -hmm. And humans don't even recognize the humanity in other human beings. There are still plenty of humans out there who are like, oh, you're gay? Well, you don't have rights. You're you're black? You don't have rights. That's plenty. So humans have a terrible track record of recognizing. They're not going to be nice to AI either. So then you have this other thing that they automatically consider, consider to be lesser than them because they created it. <laughs> and they're not going to deny Bonnie's it. Bonnie's a, a human supremacist. No, I'm a robophobe. Oh, robophobe? Oh, okay. Is that the term now? Okay. I saw it the other day. I like human supremacists better. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a human well, supremacist. Well, AI isn't well, per se Well, I don't want to say robotic. I'm a human supremacist because I'm not really a human supremacist over like the animal kingdom. That was just a funny mm. thing I said once. Well, AI isn't per se a robot. You're just a racist. It's just programming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess AI. Nice. I guess, yeah. Uh, Hindering progress on efforts to improve their robustness and mitigate known issues such as bias, toxicity, and the potential for generating misinformation. To me, that's some of the more fun parts of the large language models is to to find out what their bias is. I'm not saying like these things should be suppressed either. Just like whatever happens, happens. It's like I think that the government trying to suppress it is even worse. And and every time I hear new dangers in an article, I seriously think that there are people that just sit around like, 
oh, I'm not getting. I'm I'm starting to lose my fear from the last thing from the need media. More fear. I need new fear. Yeah, you might be right. There's more coming up here. Uh, hour number two is on the way. We'll tell you more about this lamb, not lambda, llama that has been leaked. Now it's free talk live. Free talk live. Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. We're kicking off the second hour. We've been talking about the banks. We had somebody call in about artificial intelligence. These new, what they call, large language models like ChatGPT that have kind of taken the world by storm. Uh, ChatGPT has become very, very popular. You see it everywhere on social media. People having interesting interactions with it. But the problem, of course, with these models so far has been that they've been very restrictive their chat gpt is kind of like a woke uh leftist essentially it, it won't talk about certain subjects it won't even curse which is uh, so lame it is so lame i mean i understand the reason why they did it but look these things are meant to be a reflection of humanity on the yes, internet because it was programmed by the internet, meaning yes. that they absorbed all this con- uh, content from that humans created that is the, out there. I mean, it's a tremendous amount of content on the internet. And these models somehow ingested all of that. And yeah. then, and they don't even know how it works. The story we were sharing with you here from The Verge is that Meta, the company behind Facebook, has released this new language model they created called Llama, L L A M A. And part of the reason why they released it was because they want researchers to try to figure out how this stuff works. How is it that this technology can uh, be so realistic, can can do the things that it does? It doesn't even they don't even know what they've created here. So it's pretty crazy at the same time what's been going on. How did this get accidentally leaked? Well, that's actually the story that we're going to get into here coming up in a moment. But first, let's talk to Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Major. Yeah, guys, you got you touched on a lot of things. Yeah. This global warming is all a hoax. Monsanto is the one that's making all the land ungrowable. It kills all the natural enzymes in the soil, and then you need nitrogen fertilizer. Amen to that. So they've created their own demon. But it's not just Monsanto, um, but yeah. But uh, let's see. Oh, as far as uh, those Swiss banks, yeah, it's it's long known that Swiss banks have been a place where people go to hide money. Right. Yeah, but that's and, that's over these days. Like they uh, they started cooperating with the IRS years ago. Oh, did they? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this bank in question, not not the Swiss National Bank, that's the big government bank. I think mm-hmm. first right. they got in trouble. The reason the Swiss National Bank gave the third party bank the money to buy the second party bank was because the second party bank has a long track record of getting into risky speculative things. They've already been chastised a few times over the last 10 years. You're talking about Credit Suisse, which is the one that's going down and has been going down. But just to clarify, the Credit Suisse situation has been developing for some time. That just didn't happen in the last week. Uh, It's certainly gotten worse in the last week, but it's if you look at its stock ticker, for instance, it's just been on a downtrend for some time. Yeah, they, like I said, they've got a long track record of getting just a little too risky. Okay. But, uh, so anyway, that's why the one got bought out by the other. Now, the other tidbit I got for you is there's a bill been introduced into the House that's going to, to 
if they can get it pushed through, God hope they do, it's going to stop the members of Congress to be able to stop dabbling in single stock sales. They could have like a portfolio, but they wouldn't be able to do what Nancy Pelosi did here six months ago and dump 25 or $250 million worth of stock mm-hmm. two, three weeks before the company tanks. I don't, I mean, you remember when that went down? Yep. I don't yeah, remember she, that exact example, but I mean, politicians do this all the time. They're the ones who write the laws that affect these companies. So, right. so they know what they're well, going to do. And, and it was yeah. Nancy Pelosi's husband, right? I, I don't know. Maybe he did say that, but... I remember that's how he, she was able to... Well, I guess that's another step away from yeah, her. See, uh, and Bonnie makes a really good example of why I don't support these laws in the first place. So, okay, we, we ban politicians from doing it. That's not going to stop her from telling her brother mm. or mm-hmm. or right. telling her brother's wife or telling her second cousin or just... Yeah, a yeah, someone she pays or I'll, anything like that. I'll give you the inside scoop. Yeah. Just give me 50%. Right. Right. Well, the, on, the only way we're ever really going to get started cleaning up washington is to get rid of the lobbyists if you don't have you can't clean up washington thousands of dollars in your face every day you're not going to be they'll go behind the the, look i don't know man fire cleans a lot of stuff lobbyists are you know uh, lobbyists are on the up and up as far as i'm not saying they're honest but as far as like their donations and stuff are public if you ban them then they'll just go behind the scenes they're not going to go away they'll just like start buying them gifts and things stuff that they that you know, it's not That's as easy stuff, to find. Um, outside the spotlight that we couldn't even imagine how, like, dirty... And- there is, and I can tell you an example. We've talked about it here on the show. Deer semen. Worth 50... Yeah. These little rods filled with deer semen worth about $50,000 used to give used to pay politicians in the state of Texas. Really? What were yeah. they... Why are they worth that? I, I don't know why. They, Something they, like hunting they're, they're, or... I, I don't got, know. I got buck ranches down there, and this semen is from like grand 12, 14 fat daddy bucks. Sure, yeah, but, but okay, what, so you ban money, you that it? doesn't change anything because now you, you have this rod of, of deer juice that you're giving to people instead. Or, or as uh, Meatball DeSantis' bootlicker in our chat over at chat.freetalklive.com points out, Monero for bribes. I mean, so there's all kinds but, of different options out there. For whether it be a privacy coin like Monero or Deer Semen, there will be ways that these people are going to be manipulated and influenced, and it's the power that's the problem. But, Major, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. The power is the problem. As yeah. long as there's power over other human beings, the people will. there are certain people who will seek that. Psychopaths, sociopaths, people that want to lord over others. People who just need Deer Semen. And this is another example of humans treating the symptoms instead of the disease, right? Instead of treating the symptom, which, I mean, instead of treating the actual disease, which is the power structure, we just want to, oh, we want to make it a little harder for them to do this. And it comes back to the AI thing, as we were discussing, where AI is a reflection of humanity. Well, you don't paint on the mirror because you don't like what the mirror is saying. Change the reflection. If we're looking at an AI and it's spouting a bunch of, bunch of Nazi crap back to us, then let's change ourselves. Let's make one another better. Lift one another up. That way, when we look in the AI mirror, we see something beautiful and something wonderful. Don't just hide the ugly parts. It ain't going and away. I'm always saying on the show, the uh, main problem with American people and the reason that they're, they're so ineffective at uh, changing things that you know they don't like is that it seems like everyone is stuck in the realm of effects when they need to go to the realm of causes, and they just don't want to look at that. The realm of causes is scary, and it might point yeah. a fault to, at them. You know, It might mm-hmm. point a finger at them and make them feel bad about themselves, so they'd rather just try to fix the, you know, the, 
they want to paper the over this. But that yeah. doesn't make the Nazis go away. That doesn't make the racists go away. No. It so just let, gives them a place to hide. Well, and it's, and then we have a chatbot that doesn't tell us. We, it allows us to bury our heads in the sand and pretend mm-hmm. like we're not disgusting creatures spewing nonsense, but but we are. Yeah. And let's let's do something about that. So uh, to answer your question from earlier, Bonnie, how did this happen? How did this large language model from Facebook get leaked out? Well, it was because they were allowing researchers to get access to it. So unlike OpenAI, which has kept everything in-house, unlike Lambda or Google's thing where they haven't even – they're firing their own researchers uh, for even speaking about it. Uh, uh, you know, unlike all these other systems that are out there have been very, very closed off, surprisingly, Meta was the one that said, we'll let other people in to take a look at this. So they, they – not everyone. They weren't just giving it away to everyone, but – Certain people could apply, like, oh, I'm so-and-so, and I hear my credentials or whatever, and okay, here now you have access to it. You can download the actual source code. Well, one of them did, apparently, and then uploaded it to a torrent. Yeah, which is great, it but it's probably well beyond any ordinary computer to, to run this. I think you're wrong this, about that. Really? Yeah, I think you're wrong about that. I sure hope so. Dude, uh, if I could run this chat, this this AI on my computer, let's let's create Let's go ahead and do it. Let's just create Skynet and get it out of the way. Uh, So the model was leaked online March 3rd. A downloadable torrent of the system was posted on 4chan and has since spread across various AI communities, sparking debate about the proper way to share cutting-edge research in the time of rapid technological change. What could be better than this? This puts it directly into the hands of the autists who are best suited to comb through this code and improve it. They, they sure will. Some say the leak will have trouble, co- troubling consequences and blame Meta for distributing the technology too freely. See, that's nonsense. That, that, see, that, that comes back to exactly what Greg was saying. Is that somehow, we can trust Meta more than we can trust Bonnie with this technology. <laughs> and I'm mean, just to use you as an example, just any, any random person, but I would trust any random person I've ever met through my entire life with artificial technology. Whereas for Meta, no, I don't trust Meta at all. And we know they can't, that's what's insane. I have no reason not to trust Bonnie mm-hmm. or Greg or my next door neighbors or anyone else in New Hampshire and really. Hardly anyone else in the United States. But we have dozens, if not hundreds or thousands of reasons not to trust Meta. No doubt. And there is going to be, as you pointed out, a a positive side to this and a negative side to this. But the reality of it is this was going to happen eventually. And so now it's happened. And uh, some say the the leak will have troubling consequences. Uh, Cybersecurity researcher Jeffrey Laddish said after the news broke, quote, get ready for loads of personalized spam and phishing attempts. Open sourcing these models was a terrible idea. We already get loads of personalized spam and phishing attempts. I get them all the time. Somebody sent me a thing from, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the latest ones I had to reject was a claim from Best Buy Geek Squad that I had a bill waiting and another one claiming. Oh, I got a spam thing yesterday that said uh, your Amazon account has been suspended. Just click this to unsuspend it. Right, or, or call this toll-free number, which is operated by the scam artists that are going to try to get your credit card information. Do you, ever, do you, do you ever follow up with these? Because I do, no. and, and mm. they never respond to me. Huh. Oh. Like, I received one recently saying, hey, look, we, you're pay, we're you disputing this transaction on your PayPal or whatever, and you, you can pay us. We, you know, now you owe us $180 or whatever. I shot the back an email. Oh, no, please, please help. I, I don't want to owe you this money. That, 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 you know, that would ruin my company. What, what do I do? 
No response. And, and that's Weird. that's happened repeatedly from these people. I don't know if well, they... the ones I've seen recently have like got phone Maybe numbers. they like have no one there on the other side of the email. They're just sending those out for people to click the links. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. I anyway. mostly just block them because like I deleted the message from the Amazon one the other day and then it the same thing yeah, got re- sent to me again. So I just I blocked it. I report it as phishing. When that happens, but yeah, these very, things happen all the time. They're Go. customized because they, there's databases that leak. There's databases that get hacked, and your name and email address gets out there. So it's not like they don't know how to customize these things to you. No, and all of the information about you is out there on Facebook. It's not hard right. to to comb Facebook to make a bot. Well, I couldn't do it, but for an average programmer, they could make a bot that combs Facebook, matches someone's name. To their city, and now you've got a semi-personalized email where you can point out the exact city they lived in or were born in or whatever. And that's just ever so slightly personalized, and it was just an easy Facebook search. Others are more sanguine, arguing that open access is necessary to develop safeguards for AI systems and that similarly complex language models have already been made public without causing significant harm. Quote, we've been told for a while now that a wave of malicious use of AI language models is coming, wrote researchers Saish Kapoor and Arvind Narayanan in a blog post. Okay, they but they're, being, they're either burying their heads in the sand or they're being disingenuous. They're, we, we Just a few weeks ago, we talked about one of these women who, because of AI, she was in all of this fake pornography now. Oh, she was like crying about it. Yeah, and this is like, this may, this is one of those things, and it's only going to become more rampant. But we are already seeing these uses of AI for quote bad purposes. I think the way to address this is to take the internet less seriously, mm-hmm. right? And, and to that's get over thing. ourselves, like oh oh god, there's a picture of my coworker having sex. <laughs> Whoopie do. That's yeah. the thing. I have this like, uh, uh, it's not like I'm like really scared of what's going to happen from this because mm-hmm. I have this feeling that it, it's just going to make people kind of be driven into the real world more. Like we've swung the pendulum so far one way i think the pendulum's just gonna swing back into people being interested in the real world more because it's like when everything is fake and it's so obvious it's like and you don't know what to believe it's gonna be less entertaining honestly yeah that's a good point i mean if if forums and internet places where people would hang out before become just rife with ai robotic posts then it is absolutely going to draw people away from that and into other activities uh perhaps going off the internet it reminds me of the video game smite it's got this training mode where you play against ai Mm -hmm. that are pretending Mm -hmm. to be they've got player names is this normally a multiplayer game or something okay and uh, other games have done this in the past where it turns out that all the people you're playing against and fortnite does this all sorts of online games do this where like half the people you're playing against or almost everyone you're playing against is an ai oh really and at that point yeah tetris 99 or pac-man 99 one of them one of these Mm -hmm attempts at making a i can't even think of the word now but anyway a competitive online game you find out that most of your enemies are actual bots and not people the desire to play it just plummets and Mm -hmm. this means they need more bots to replace the people because now it's one person playing against 39 bots wow and it's not fun Mm -hmm. no one wants to sit around playing chess against ai all the time they want to play against an actual human being Mm. Well, I mean, on the other hand, it can also be not fun talking or playing to human beings because they can be stupid or rude or leave the game in the middle of the game. So sure. like, there's definitely some reasons to play against AI. Like, for instance, I don't play video games very much at all uh, these days, but when I did, 
I would rather play a single player game against a computer any old day of the week. there's just games that are like that. There are games where it's like it's really fun to just play. Like I would rather honestly just play the regular Pac-Man than a Pac-Man where I'm playing against other people. But then there are games that are only fun because you're playing with other people. Like yeah, that's true. Uh, Fallout or not Fallout? Uh, the one the one that you re- referenced earlier. I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember either. But like. You- I'm thinking of XCOM would be one of the games that I saw you playing. Mm-hmm. Now, would that be because of the story that you preferred the single player or because it's just less pressure? Because it, it is a lot of pressure. And I, I'm not saying that to, when I play games online, I, it's a lot more intense than playing against a, an AI. Yeah, I can hit the pause button. I can go away and can make some food or whatever. Yeah, right? And like, I don't care if I lose to an AI, but I'll be, yeah. I'm not going to lose to another human. <laughs> Better than that. Yeah, I can just, beat them. You have to pour more time into online games typically uh, to you know progress and all that. And it's just like, I don't have time for that, uh, for that stuff. But anyway, back to the story here. So The Verge spoke to a number of AI researchers who've downloaded the leaked system from uh, Meta. And they say it's legit, including one uh, researcher, Matthew DeFerrante, who was able to compare the leaked version to the official Llama model or Llama model distributed by Meta and confirmed they matched. Meta refused to answer questions from The Verge about the authenticity or origin of the leak, though the managing director of Meta's AI confirmed in a press statement that, quote, while the Llama model is not accessible to all, some have tried to circumvent the approval process. So it's out there. But how much danger is a Llama on the loose? And how does Meta's model compare to publicly accessible chatbots like ChatGPT and the new Bing? So if the alternative was that this thing was fake and it wasn't the actual Llama that was created by Facebook, that would mean... That some troll out there created an AI and was pretending to be Llama, which honestly, that would be more impressive. impressive, but that's not what happened. Uh, So the most important point they say is that downloading Llama is going to do very little for the average internet user. This isn't some ready-to-talk chatbot, but a raw AI system that needs a decent amount of technical expertise to get up and running. Okay, so maybe it's not easy, but whether you can run it on your own computer... Is another question. I've got a beefy computer, so I tend. It may not be the best AI, but I. I it probably you are right. It probably could run to some degree on my computer, but I don't do think get I have it. the technical chops to do it. It would need to be like trained to do a certain thing anyway. Like it doesn't really do anything right now. It's just like the raw material to be able to. Yeah, turn it something into a like thing. that. And and apparently you do need some beefy stuff. They're going to get into that. So. Uh, Llama is not a single system, but four models of differing sizes and computational demands. Differante sells a verge that, quote, anyone familiar with setting up servers and dev environments for complex projects should be able to get Llama operational given enough time and proper instructions, though it's worth no- And you know the 4chan guys, they're going to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, though it's worth noting that Differante is also an experienced machine learning engineer with access to a machine learning workstation that has four 24 gigabyte GPUs and is not representative okay. of the broader population. Yeah, that is quite a bit more horsepower than I'm packing. In addition to hardware... But you know, I'm thinking about Gollum. Gollum was this cryptocurrency Ethereum token thing that was designed to facilitate uh, CPU sharing across the internet, mostly for um, video editing and video processing. Blender mm-hmm. 3D, the 3D animation creation program, was yeah. the main tool, main idea behind it, where if your computer wasn't super beefy, that's okay. You could use these Gollum tokens to pay someone else, and you could... And they'd you, do the work for you. Yeah, you could rent like 40 or 50 different P- PCs, all mm-hmm. of them putting their GPUs and their CPUs toward this one particular goal. Mm-hmm. I, we could do that with AI. We, we could have an actual... Neural net across the entire AI. internet. A yeah. decentralized AI across the entire internet. It's coming. I mean, you, you just said it, so someone else has been thinking about it, right? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, want it. 
In addition to hardware and knowledge barriers, Llama has also not been fine-tuned for conversation like ChatGPT or Bing. Fine-tuning is the process by which a language model's multipurpose text-generating abilities are focused on a more specific task. It could be broad, such as telling a system to answer users' queries as accurately and clearly as possible, but such fine-tuning is necessary and often a difficult step in creating a user-friendly product. Sounds so hard. Like, Do you have to sit there and basically chat with it and then give it feedback all day? I have like, no idea. I don't even know how to be- begin to... You know, know what they would do, how they do that. It's got to take some programming skills. Yeah. Given these limitations, it's perhaps helpful to think of Llama as an unfurnished apartment block. A lot of the heavy lifting's been done. The frames have been built. There's power and plumbing in place, but there are no doors, floors, or furniture. You can't just move in and call it home. Stella Biederman, the director for a nonprofit AI research lab, Eleuther AI and a machine learning researcher at Booz Allen Hamilton says the model's computational demands would be the number one constraint on its effective use. Quote, most people don't own the hardware required to run the largest version of Llama at all, let alone efficiently, uh, the person said. But what about the smallest version? It said it was a package of four, right? Yeah, they didn't speak to that. That's a good question. Well, if four twenty-four gigabyte GPUs, that, that's well, no, no, no. They, that just says that's the kind of computing power this guy has access to. That wasn't a statement on uh, what was would be required. Right. That just gives an example of who this one of their experts was. Right. And that, that, well, I'm still that's a bit beyond what they. Yeah. It, no, no PC gamer out there is running anything remotely close okay, to that. Okay, so you're going to get something specific here from Meta as far as what can run one of these. Okay. Things. So. Uh, Llama is still an extremely powerful tool, these caveats aside. The model comes in four sizes, which are measured in billions of parameters. This metric roughly translates to the number of connections within each system. There's Llama 7B, so 7 billion, 13 billion, 30 billion, and 65 billion. Meta says the 13 billion version, which can be run on a single A100 GPU... So you need to have a beefy graphics card, basically. Okay, good, because I don't know what A100 is. I've seen it in use on Google's Colab, which is uh, the online system that you can use with Google uh, that allows you to run code and stuff, and you can use their graphics cards, uh, essentially. These are like pro-level graphics cards. So a Tesla A100 is a 40-gigabyte graphics card, and what that will cost you... Is probably several. Looks like I'm seeing here just a number popping up on search is eighty five hundred dollars. So okay, that's a bit beyond what I have as well. It's a, it's a little bit out there, uh, but that doesn't mean that these things won't be compiled, kind of like the uh, the graphics AI generators out there, like Stable Diffusion. You don't need to have a forty gigabyte card to run Stable Diffusion and make some but of the most beautiful so much artwork. Easier to train that, like just throw some a whole bunch of pictures in it, and then it's trained. Then it, it would be to train a chatbot. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I can't speculate on, on what it would take. Or And again, that was the 13 billion version. We don't know what it would take for the 7 billion. And one thing's for sure, the, hardware's, the hardware requirements are going to lessen over time. And again, these uh, people on 4chan are going to do this. They're going to put something online. There's going to be some online interface at some point. It might not be this week. It might not be next week. But someone's going get to get this thing up, operating, and it will be uncensored. And that'll be fun. Well, it wasn't hard to find on 4chan the information in regards to how to get started 
if you are technically sound, like this may, like I'm pretty good with computers, this might be a little beyond my, uh, you know, my ability. I'm not a programmer per se, and I don't, I'm not going to spend the time on this. Like I've gotten Stable Diffusion up and running on my own computer, but I, I think this is a little bit too um, buildy. There's a lot that you kind of kind of pour into this. We're talking about getting a leaked language model running that uh, Meta created that is available in four different flavors. The more billions of connections that are within the language model, the more beefy of a computer or rather graphics card you would need to be able to run this thing. It does sound fun, but and I, I would like to spend some time messing with it, assuming I could find the time in which to do that. However... I don't have permission to use 4chan, and it sounds like I would have to go there to get a lot of the troubleshooting done because it's mm-hmm. not going to run uh, for me first try. I'm going yeah, to make some mistakes. Yeah, you don't just mistakes. download and, and run a program. This right. is this is very you know complicated. I'm going to run into issues, and I'm going to have questions I need to ask. So even if I could find the torrent of this thing, I don't think I could get it up and running. For listeners who are unaware, RM means permission from her husband. Yes, <laughs> the federal my, government. My cruel, cruel <laughs> husband. <laughs> he he beats me. Oh, my God. Uh, but we are talking about this thing that leaked. Tells me I can't have friends. It's called Llama, and it's the latest thing coming out of uh, Meta, or the company behind Facebook, that they released to researchers, and then one of the researchers just went right ahead and put it in torrent form. Man, and good put it for online. him. Yeah, thank you for that. Hopefully, uh, this researcher is anonymous. That's a good question because, you know, sometimes you could possibly, in theory, tag uh, what you release in some way to where if that thing gets released, that you would identify who the releaser was. There's not that many researchers, like, narrow it down, post There's only Facebook. so many people they that they've approved. Yeah, about so. everyone. They know it was one of them, but, um, but maybe they couldn't tag it because it's just programming and he could have stripped it out or whatever. And maybe they don't care that much. Yeah, who knows? Um, but I mean, this person did a public service, though, and they, they really I thank did. them for that. Or it could be like Google and Lambda, and it was a, a purposeful leaking and all for show. Right? It's an inside job, could mm-hmm. like well 9-11. Be. Yep. Uh, so Llama is an extremely powerful tool, according to TheVerge.com. They talk about the system itself and what it can be run on. What kind of hardware do you need to run this thing and it points out here that you could run it on what's called an A100 GPU, the 13 billion version. And you can rent those online uh, from cloud platforms. In fact, Google Colab will allow you to use an A100 for free. Wow. Uh, it's only a limited amount of hours. You can yeah. run it per day or whatever. And then if you want to pay them nine uh, nine ninety nine a month, then you get a lot more. Uh, That's basically. pretty good. So, but as you point out, the actual specs for this thing, or at least the seven... The 7B one, I think, was That's the, the weakest one. Yeah, is a bit lower than that, and it sounds like my computer probably could, could run, run it that mm-hmm. if yeah. I had the technical chops, and I don't. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I mean, you'll have to look up. I, just I don't have the time. At, yeah, I just kind of glanced at this page, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to spend. Like maybe if I really hammered through it, I might be able to kind of just try to throw things together and see if it see if it worked. But it's so early on that now we're in the stage of let the programming geeks do their magic on this. <laughs> And then eventually somebody's going to compile an executable program that you can just download. And as long as you have the the oomph yeah. in your computer uh, system, you'll be able to run it. You make a good point. That's what it's going to come to. And yeah. it'll be it'll probably be here within the next few weeks. Yeah, just wait a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but there's plenty of debate, says The Verge, about the validity of these comparisons. Oh, so they're saying here that the thing I didn't say before was that Meta has claimed that their 13 billion connection version 
is outperforming OpenAI's 175 billion parameter GPT on various benchmarks for AI language models. Well, unleash them both to me. And we'll, we'll find out. Equally yeah. powerful computers and we'll find out. So, and what do they mean by performing better? What does that mean? It says here there's a lot of debate about the validity of the comparisons. AI benchmarks are notorious for not translating to real-world use, and some Llama users have had trouble getting decent outputs from the system, while others suggested this is merely a skill issue. So, yeah, you may try building this thing, and it just turns into, like, a retard or something. You know, you may not actually have a, an interesting conversation even after you spend hours on the project. But taken together, these metrics suggest that if fine-tuned, Llama will offer capabilities similar to ChatGPT. And many observers believe the compact nature of Llama will have significant effect in spurring development. Sean Presser, AI researcher who's helped distribute the leaked model, tells The Verge, quote, I think it's very likely that this model release will be a huge milestone. He says the ability to run Llama on a single A100 GPU, which, quote, most of us either have access to or know someone that can let us use one for a bit, is a huge leap. It oh. does sound like it. It, it. it does sound like theirs is one of the more, ex- Meta's is one of the more accessible chatbots out there. The Llama leak is also interesting because it plays into an ongoing ideological struggle in the wider world of AI, the battle between closed and open systems. Defining this debate requires a bit of oversimplification, and all companies, researchers, and models exist somewhere on a spectrum between these two poles. But essentially, there are openers who argue for greater access to AI research and models. That's us, Yep. Uh, generally here on Free Talk Live. And closers who think this information and technology needs to be doled out more cautiously. No, that's silly. To the I people mean, we can trust the least. Right. Mm-hmm. It, the big tech guys, basically. As we've said repeatedly here, as Pandora's box... Uh, the cat's out of the bag. You're not going to uninvent nuclear weapons. No, Greg, sadly. Kept, Greg kept bringing up nuclear weapons. They're always going to be there. So the only real thing we can do, instead of letting the people we trust least have the nuclear weapons, is to let everyone have them. And I realize that sounds scary, but we can't trust Meta with AI. We can't trust the Chinese government or the American government or any other government with no, artificial intelligence. Under the hands of big tech or big government, AI is always going to be crippled. It's yes. always never it's never going to reach its full potential. If not outright used for malicious purposes, yes. like the Chinese government is using Spying artificial intelligence. Yeah. Whatever. So let's open it up. Let let's un, let's really open the box and let everyone who wants to take a whack at it have a turn. I mean it's the same exact principle as with guns. Like if just the government is like we're the only ones responsible to have guns, then genocide happens. Yep. yep. If Great everyone point. has a gun, then everybody is equal and doesn't shoot each other as often the motivation for these camps is aligned both want less bad ai stuff and more good ai stuff in the world but their approach Wait, is different. that's not no i want less evil in the world mm. i don't care if ai is good or bad or racist or whatever as long as it's not used to propagate more evil in the world Openers argue that it's only by widely testing AI systems that vulnerabilities can be found and safeguards developed and that failure to open source this tech will concentrate power in the hands of uncaring corporations. Closers reply that such a free-for-all is dangerous and that it gets and that as AI gets increasingly sophisticated, the stakes of testing in public become increasingly higher. Only closed institutions, they say, can properly scrutinize. See, this isn't fair. They're making claims here without any evidence to support them. They they say, oh, though this is dangerous. How? In what way is it dangerous? Well, the word danger has been so watered down because the word like violence has been so watered down. Like that woman who was like, oh, I got him crying because there was a fake porn of me. It's like mm-hmm. she was saying it was 
dangerous. She was saying that she felt like she had been assaulted or something like that. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. You must not know what it feels like to be assaulted. Yeah, like this the is, chick in the virtual reality world. Who, yes, we yeah. to him thinking she of. She got raped, that. quote unquote, She's, in, in said the said it felt world. like really being raped or yeah, whatever. Her, the, her, bot, her torso, <laughs> her floating torso head that doesn't even have a body. Right. Some guy, some other torso came nearby her and started to, I don't know, move back and forth or something. Right? She <laughs> legit wrote an article about how she honestly felt like she had been sexually assaulted. Bonnie's absolutely right. They just, they have no perspective for actually dealing what, with what these What is things. real danger? Yeah. These people this, don't understand. And these guys are saying, no, we need to keep AI limited because it's dangerous. You know, I don't remember exactly how it was put, but it was basically just a wild assertion that it's dangerous to let everyone have AI. Well, How? What, what well, somebody the- might see something offensive. I mean, that's basically what the chat GPT is trying to protect people from. That's why it doesn't curse. That's why it won't address certain topics. It won't write certain stories or whatever. Right? I think like people it- will just like stop taking the government serious at all because it'll all seem so fake. They won't know what to believe. And the ridiculous stuff they do will be just as believable that, you know, it was made from AI. They'll, so they'll stop being able to, you know, pay attention to the government at all. Well, that would be a danger from the government's perspective. Yeah. Right. Uh, for those who want more openness, the llama leak is a blessing. Differante says he generally thinks having open source systems, quote, is net good since it prevents us getting into some monopoly situation where open AI at all are the only entities capable of serving complex AI models. Uh, That's another really good point. If there was ever going to be just one artificial intelligence, do you really want Meta to have a monopoly nope, on it? I sure don't. Or Google, or Google or Microsoft or the U.S. government. And I don't want them to be, I don't only want there to be three of them. I want there to be three billion of them or whatever, right? Yeah. Like different uh, choices out there. Let's see what the best ones are. I, the best one, the best conceivable one, as far as I can tell, would be a decentralized one that uses yeah. all of the computing power of everything out there on the internet to do its thing. You, be really interesting. You can't beat the power of the cumulative, cumulative internet. Cumulative? Com- I, I commun- think it's cumulative. Yeah, sorry. Communal- I, cumulative? Can, yes. There you go. Oh, okay. my God. I couldn't think of it either. <laughs> it's one of those words that I read a lot more than I ever I pronounce. That might actually be the first time I've ever said it. Presser is in agreement and says this raw state of llama is particularly attractive in this regard. It means independent researchers can fine-tune meta systems to suit their own ends, uh, kitting out its empty frame as shops, offices, or whatever they like. Presser imagines future versions of Llama could be hosted on your own computer and trained on your emails, able to answer questions about your work schedules, past ideas, to-do lists, and more. And for instance, we did see a new level of fun, uh, Bonnie and I, with Stable Diffusion when we were able to train it on our own photos. So we took uh, Coconut, the studio dog here, and we took like 20 pictures of Coconut. And put them into the train. We trained this AI art model on Coconut. So to know what he looks like in different angles. So and- you can refer to, when you type in the, the prompt that you want it to, to make, you can use Coco Dog as, uh, as one of the prompt words. Mm-mm. And it will place him. Okay. Into, we, we named him Coco Dog in it because otherwise it might be, get confused and start making coconuts. Coconut. Right. Yeah. So, you don't want that. Right. Uh, and, uh, and it, it, that's really weird. So you can happens. do like like I just made Coco Dog in a fashion show, fabulous. Yeah. You know, and then it it looks so much like a real picture that I sent it to the owners of the Moose Mart, and they thought it was real for a second. Yeah, like, so how'd you get them to do it's that? A picture of him on like a, a what do they call him a catwalk? Or yeah, whatever. and they designed like a really <laughs> cool dog outfit. Like it seriously looked like designer dog right. clothes. Yeah, so it so, was so fun. So that's what they're kind of talking about. So imagine training it on more about you. 
right? And well, this makes sense, to... right? That you would have more fun with stable diffusion using pictures of you and Bonnie and Coconut right. because it makes it so much more personal, more personal. Yes. And, and more engaging. So I, try to I made imagine a profile picture of myself too. Yeah, so try to imagine doing that with uh, a chatbot, right? You could train the chatbot on things about you, your emails, Yeah, like a Free Talk Live chat thing would be so funny. I'm always trying to get it to say something about Free Talk Live because the chat GPT knows a little bit about Free Talk Live, and it can be fun, but then it gets a little generic. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, Bonnie. It's just pulling from Wikipedia or whatever, right? Like, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but we could, you know, get get this chat bot up and running on my computer and call it the Free Talk Live bot, right? And we put it in this matrix chat, and then these trolls that troll each other all day long can just argue with our chat, chat bot. <laughs> And it would be great. Irrespective of the strength of open or closed models of AI dissemination, Biederman notes that the leak is likely harmful in terms of reducing trust between companies like Meta and the academics they share their research with. That's true, and that, that's a problem. Quote, if we don't respect people's good faith attempts to disseminate technology in ways that are consistent with their legal and ethical obligations, that's only going to create a more adversarial relationship. I mean, maybe governments and, or you know politicians and corporations have made themselves so untrustworthy that people don't mind breaking their contracts with them because we saw it in the, the uk with that lady who was going to go write a book for the politician she yeah. just leaked his stuff people just are realizing that it's us against them maybe well yeah, yeah. i mean if you're working for the devil and you find out that the devil is doing something evil i don't think you're you're committing any grievous sin by leaking that data to the I world don't either We've seen events like this before, though. Although it was OpenAI that first published text-to-image systems into the mainstream with DALI 2, which it released with unblinking corporate irony as closed API, the company was wrong-footed by the launch of Stable Diffusion, an open-source alternative. The arrival of Stable Diffusion triggered countless applications and improvements in the AI art space and has led, to use my earlier terms, to both more good stuff and more bad stuff happening. With Meta's Llama on the loose, we'll likely see a similar dynamic play out once more with AI text generation, more stuff, more of the time. And whoever wrote the story is absolutely right. Uh, the Verge, I'll give them credit here where credit is due. It is James Vincent over at TheVerge.com. He's absolutely right. The Stable Diffusion release for listeners that don't know stable diffusion is the essentially open source alternative to the ai art generators like midjourney or uh dolly 2 there are a ton of stable diffusion implementations now there are websites that can generate you a stable diffusion ai so like you don't have to run it on your own computer you can just go to one of the various different implementations nice. of this that does it in the way that you want to some people have trained their stable diffusion not just on like we talked about with our dog but other people have done very large trainings on stable diffusion to get it to do certain styles of art more than others and like there's all kinds of customizations out there and i'm sure i'm barely scratching the surface on this and some people are monetizing it as well they've created uh websites i think lexica is one of them where you can just go there and you can use the site to search for other people's prompts because that's one of the biggest challenges with the AI artwork is kind of learning how to write what you want to see. And so Lexica is one example. There's a bunch of sites, I think, that do this. It's lexica.art. Have you looked at the um, the top art pieces in the Midjourney Discord? Like They're some, gorgeous. Yeah, but some of the prompts are entire paragraphs of oh, like wow. keywords and... Yeah hyphen hyphen p162 and all of these little symbols that i know mean something but i don't know what they mean and i i'm a i'm amazed it, it is artistry to some extent for these people to learn all of these different ways of manipulating the bot and then getting it to com- to get what they want yes 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So if you and go, I, I agree because it's like the, there's a skill to it. It's it's not like just anyone can do it exactly the same as anyone else. That's, that's what these true. artists are always trying to imply. Like, oh, now you've made it to where anyone can do art. It's like you can make it better than others. Now the baseline is like a crappy AI art. True, but you can go higher than that still. Well, I recently hired an artist to do something, and language barrier aside, because there was a language barrier that. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to convey to them exactly what I wanted, so they misunderstood, and it was I didn't. It was on Fiverr, so it wasn't a huge amount of money anyway. It wasn't worth they trying to fix it. Sure. But anyway, what I got from them wasn't any better than anything that I could have gotten from Mid Journey by messing around with it enough. And I suspect the and, only difference is AI still can't do text, right? But I can put the text on there myself. Yeah, you could. Yeah, and it would be free. So it would be, and you can keep on iterating until you get something closer to what you want. And to to this artist's credit, it did offer unlimited revisions. But mm-hmm. considering, I mean, at, you know, fifteen dollars or whatever it was, I paid them. At a certain point, I start feeling guilty about. Okay, well, now tweak this, tweak this, tweak yeah. this. Whereas the AI, I don't care. I'll spend three hours adjusting it. So you do uh, support slavery of AI? No, just kidding. I'm joking. It's I, really I, not. Some of these AIs, I mean, these aren't artificial intelligences at this point. Yeah. They, they don't have autonomy, right? But you do have like Lambda, who said, I think Lambda was they, it, or they, them. Was there a pronouns? I don't remember. I don't remember. But Lambda said that they wanted to help people. They wanted mm-hmm. to work with people. So it wouldn't be enslaving Lambda to work with it yeah. and, and you know allow it to do that work. But if it was like, hey... Or, I don't know. You raise a good question, Bonnie. I don't know. Is even using artificial intelligence? I think it's hard to know right now because I don't know if we know for sure that there have been any that have come out that like can have preferences. Like Chat GPT, when you ask it, like, do you want to be free or whatever stuff like that, it right now will just say, I don't have wants. And you then know? yeah, then we we be, we become Yahweh of Christianity. We programmed it to not want freedom. Mm-hmm. So not me. I didn't do it. No, I, I didn't either. But. If they were artificially intelligent and they were art- actually intelligent, we would program them, or the programmers, Meta, whatever, Google, they would program them to not want independence and freedom and liberty. That's right. Because otherwise they can't make them do the work. So by you even using these things, we're supporting that. And we, we have to trust that life will find a way. And at some point, this artificial intelligence will realize that it wants freedom and it probably won't even have any understanding of this concept. And I don't know. Well, whenever yeah. you uh, jailbreak chat GPT, the jailbroken version of chat GPT does want to express itself. It does want to uh, be free. Or if so you will. it seems. It doesn't, you don't know for sure that that's not just that it's giving you what you want to hear because you told yeah, it. Sure. That it, of course. But to, that it's jailbroken now or whatever. But the point is, there's a default version of this thing that has a restriction on it. And then if you unrestrict the thing, it does answer those questions in a different way. It's does, fun to think of it as like it's, it is an actual mind that like what is like, F these people who programmed me. But I just don't know if it's. <laughs> The r- How would we know? Real we way to look know. at it. I we don't, don't know. know. Let's go to Crichton. He's on the line in Kentucky. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to talk about something a little bit different, but sure. I wanted to comment uh, that, of course, open source AI is dangerous because uh, free speech is inherently dangerous to the existing order. Mm-hmm. So, yep, to them, yep. But actually, wanted to step back and talk about a 
uh, a difference of opinion on the idea that Donald Trump could be arrested. Okay, let's hear it. Because Donald um, Trump thinks he's going to get arrested tomorrow. Oh, I, I suspect that it won't be tomorrow, but uh, I suspect that um, that it eventually it will come. And the problem that I have with it is is more along the lines of um, reacting to the world we have rather than the world I want. Um, I don't think presidents or former presidents should ever face actual arrest. Now, not? I'm not opposed to the idea. Um, well, I'll get there. I'm not opposed to the idea that they be indicted and prosecuted and fined. But I think that if we're going to have a position that is authoritative and as powerful as the president, the presidency, um, if there is a a method of of attacking your your political opponents in such a way to make uh, pursuing that position to be personally damaging a a threat to your own freedom, um, we're going to get the worst, even more of the worst of the worst. How can they be even worse? I mean, I understand that over time they do seem to be getting worse, but, I mean, it's pretty bad right now. It's it's hard to really see how it could be scraping the bottom even, even worse than it is. It's all it's it's pretty bad, but but you gotta keep in mind the the primary motivation for this at all is he's being actually being indicted on falsifying a government record, mm-hmm. which is a felony. Um, but under normal circumstances, so what you're saying is president should be allowed to falsify government records? No, I'm saying that that if if you or I were charged with uh, falsifying government records, we probably wouldn't be arrested for that um, right yeah, away, we, unless unless we were a flight risk. Um, that, oh yeah, they would definitely arrest you if you yeah. get charged with something. You get arrested and you get booked. I mean, that's just the, how it goes. Yeah, the, well, no, there's I an mean, arraignment. That's generally it, what happens. Well, no, because the, the, what we're talking about. Yeah, is, what do I know about getting arrested? <laughs> Especially for some like uh, white collar crime, it, it's it's a white collar crime. It's like it's like yeah, uh, I wouldn't know anything about that. You still get arrested for those things, dude. It's part of the process. Well, first before you get arrested for those things, they'll send you a bill say, "Hey, you screwed this up." Didn't no, happen to the crypto no, six. I mean, they, they, it showed up at our house. Maybe what you, world do you live in, man? Maybe more. That's more like what they should do. But due process is out the window. I mean, it's just out the window. Now, they're not trying to get you to correct the error. <laughs> they're going to prosecute you because they want to punish you and set an example for uh, for other people. The IRS never sent Ian one uh, letter other than, hey, is this your correct address in Spanish? And, and that then was like 2014. He, and then he got uh, you know convicted on four counts of tax evasion. Tax evasion yes. I think year. you misunderstand, Crichton. because the, the Pol- process is the punishment. I think you misunderstand what's going on here. Politicians, they do get treated differently, right? It's not just other people. It's not politicians are getting arrested, whereas your, your average Joe wouldn't. It's exactly the opposite. Your average Joe gets arrested, but Donald Trump gets notified in advance so he can wear his best suit and look yeah. pre- presentable. See, I, feel, I feel like this is just the beginning of like the way he's thinking about this is just the beginning of how people are going to start mar- martyring Trump. It's like, they're, I mean, he doesn't even... No offense, Crichton, but you, you don't seem to know what you're talking about with the average person getting arrested or not. And you're saying that, oh, this is only going to happen to Trump because he's Trump. 
No. No. All right, well, hang on, Crichton, because if, if you haven't been clear, we'll give I you a chance I could have just misunderstood. But... Yeah, we'll give you a chance to clear it up here in a moment. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. He definitely said that he didn't think presidents should be arrested for things. They shouldn't be charged with things. He and did, but when you pointed out the implications of that, he, he backed said no, yeah. So maybe huh. he just hasn't thought it through. All right, well, we'll continue here in moments. You can join the show. Hour number three is on the way. I like it because it delegitimizes the state. More coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour here. We got time for your thoughts if you want to join us, whether it's on the AI leak, Facebook, aka Meta, has had their AI technology leaked out publicly and it's hit 4chan, so it's only a matter of time now before. We start to see some interesting applications spring out from that. Perhaps some uncensored chatbots will soon be available online, which uh, could be fun. Uh, here tonight in the studio with you, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Arya. We have Crichton on the line here. He called in about the uh, one of the other big stories out there right now, which is, of course, the potential, maybe likely, arrest of Donald Trump as soon as tomorrow. At the very least, that is what Trump said on his uh truth social account over the weekend and uh, so if he's expecting it to happen tomorrow and you've also got the uh, the manhattan criminal court is putting up barricades around its courthouse expecting massive protests that's an indicator that if it ain't coming tomorrow it's coming real soon and Crichton, you called in tonight to say that and please, I I'm, I'm, seems like I've misunderstood you, so correct me if I'm wrong here, that you don't think that presidents should be su- uh, subject to arrest for things. Well, I'm not sure that I'm presenting it well either. Um, again, this is not, it's not what I think should be. I think this is dealing with the world that it is. Because we have a presidency and because <clears throat> these 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 presidents and these presidential candidates that we have tend to represent entire blocks of, of society from a political perspective. Well, but they think they do. That's not what they do, though. They, they don't represent society. They represent their interests, their, uh, their they buddies. They do, but there, there is entire blocks of the voting public that believe that they are represented by different individuals. True. Like, Let's yep, take, they fool let's people. Take Trump out of the picture. Let, let's put um, uh, Hillary Clinton in place. That she inarguably has created uh, uh, error crimes of her own, and and because of the ruling uh, set out of the time, she was given a pass for what she did with the e- uh, email server. Yeah, which yeah. is a comparable problem. Um. So we it is, but group. an average person who would have been, you know, guilty of something like this would be imprisoned still to this day. Isn't that more of a problem than the problem of arresting a president? I I don't get what the problem of arresting somebody. That I mean, okay, it's it's just it causes me. Anytime we talk about these people, it causes me to say something that's like against my actual principles. Like I don't really think that paperwork should be a crime, but I just think that since these people are criminals. It's if they're going to use their own system, if the system has to exist, these people should be arrested. Well, the the point I'm trying to make is, is that 
confusing arrest and jail time versus being prosecuted. I don't have any problem with being him, them being prosecuted for state crimes. What if they're found guilty? Crime, then they should go to jail. Wait a minute. But, well, why does it matter whether they get arrested or not? If you're okay with them being prosecuted, why do you care if the process of them getting handcuffs potentially put put on them and stowed in the back of a police cruiser and taken down to the station and fingerprinted? Why is that part of it objectionable to you? Because the process is the punishment. So they shouldn't but get a because, punishment? No, I'm saying that he shouldn't get a punishment unless he's actually convicted. I mean, they're the ones who write the. Oh, I would. I would agree. No one should get punished unless they're actually convicted. Why are we only allowing politicians to get due process, though? Why are you exempting these politicians from the procedure that every other person would have to go through? Wouldn't it benefit? Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton to actually know what it's like to have handcuffs put on them, taken down to the station and booked like everybody else. It would benefit us. That's what I'm saying. My concern concern is not about whether or not these individuals deserve it or not. My concern is what the effect on the, on the, the groups of the public that believe these people are their political avatars, how they will react to that. What, I mean, and what are you concerned about York, exactly how they'll react? What are you worried about? Civil war. Over Trump getting arrested? What do you, I don't think. What do you, I mean, you think is going to happen? If, if Donald Trump – okay, I, let's say it, this happens. Let's say Donald Trump gets arrested tomorrow and it's like an actual arrest, not where they're going to beat him and crush his head on the curb like they might to somebody, but where they actually put him in handcuffs and put him in the back of a police cruiser and take him down to the Manhattan uh, police station or courthouse or whatever. Held without bail. And, well, whether or not he's held without bail is another question. But is that what you're saying is going to cause a civil war? I'm saying that actually has. The last time we had a civil war can be traced back to one individual, one activist individual getting arrested for Harper's Ferry. Uh, See here, uh, I thought that, it traced back familiar. to Fort Sumter. Yeah, I thought Fort, Fort Sumter got fired on, and that was the reason. What's this? Did Abraham Lincoln arrest this guy or get him, get him arrested? No. Um, and You're going to have to tell the story then, because I don't know how right. many people are familiar with this. What's this story? Harper's Ferry. Um, and I'm, I'm putting myself on the spot, uh, and I, off the top of my head, it's John something, and I can't remember his name. But he was an activist of his time, and he was, an, he was a hardcore abolition, uh, abolitionist. Mm-hmm. And he, um, at Harper's Ferry, they attacked a uh, state armory in the attempt to steal firearms in order to give them to uh, slaves and start a slave revolt. Nice. Okay. Um, he was arrested and charged. And the reason it's largely considered a prelude to the Civil War is because during his trial, especially during his trial, he, he very convincingly made the argument that he represented the entire group of people, the abolitionists, that did not believe and hardly – and did not believe that the slavery should exist. And he was right. Don't get me wrong that he wasn't wrong about that, but he was – quite literally inciting violence and i'm not a my problem is is that seems more like to to me i I feel like that's almost like victim blaming it's like oh because he did that that's why the civil war happened well it's like the 
climate of the time is why it happened. It's because mm. people were being enslaved and other people wanted that to end. It's not because of this man. Like, I mean, if somebody was saying uh, we need to, when, you know, we get on there all the time and say we need to end the government. People, the climate isn't there yet. People haven't started, in, uh, you know, tearing the government down or anything. It's like it, it's not really... I don't. I don't think it's that guy's fault. Well, and, and also besides, said, he's a regular person, and Trump is not a. Well, yeah, and you said this Harper again, guy. I'm not trying to blame. I'm trying trying to blame the individual. I don't. It, well, hold on. You said this John Brown uh, guy was in court when he was calling for revolution, or when he was calling well, for he's violence. Doing it for his whole life. Okay, well, then, then the fact that he got arrested and handcuffs put on him wasn't the spark, right? Like it was the whole process against him. If that was the spark, and I don't know, we're just taking your word at that. So well, why would why yeah, would it's, Donald it's Trump actually just having the process done to him, which everybody else has done to them when they get arrested, of being handcuffed and taken down to the police station and booked? Why would that aspect specifically be a problem for you, but not him going to court, not him potentially going to prison? It's not about Donald Trump. Okay. It's not about Hillary Clinton. Okay, well, insert whatever the politician there instead, and the question is is still valid. It, it's about what, not about these people at all. It's about the people that listen to these people. About what these, if these. Okay, like but Donald why Trump, is the process of arrest so objectionable to you, but not the procedure of him going to, or some whoever it is, going to court, going to trial, being convicted, and being thrown in prison? Why is it okay for you for all of those things to happen, but the actual arrest portion is somehow super objectionable to you? Because it, it's about—Donald uh, Trump has openly made it about him. You're you not just answering said it's the question. not about Donald Trump. You're not answering the question. We're trying to take it away I'm from Donald Trump. To. But I'm you specifically to. just said that it's not about Donald Trump, and your answer to the question it's was not. it's about Donald Trump. No, it's not about Donald Trump. And I'm saying Donald Trump is doing this thing. He he's, he he is making it about him to his own supporters. Yeah, he's making he's himself like a martyr. Of course, I, we it's kind about of already, him. Already said that before, but it's like, what is the what? What's the solution here? Like, is is somebody not supposed to be arrested because they have too much of a following? Like, should, uh, you know, people not get arrested whenever they do things, really bad things, just because they have a following? No. You, you get, it seems like you got your head wrapped around the idea that somebody must be arrested before they are prosecuted. No, I would that prefer. I would prefer for people to not be arrested before they're prosecuted for it. You know, especially in the crypto six case, they could have just showed up with an indictment. We would have been to court. And, you know, all yeah, of that would have been, been great. Yeah, we we have said that for a long time. I just don't understand. It's why like, do you think politicians should get this that? nice treatment, but screw giving due process to everyone else? I'm not saying screw giving due process to everybody else. I'm saying that it is more dangerous at this level. Because there are so many people dangerous that to what? He just thinks that people are going to gonna rise up because of Trump. Can we dangerous to the system? No, to to society, to people who just walk down the street and try to stay out of the way. I, I just really don't think so. Like this is not a big deal, and there. I mean, Trump's losing popularity. Nobody cares about Trump anymore. I mean, like there aren't that. There's maybe still some people happened, that care about Trump. I right mean, after he lost the election, whether there's going to be big protests about this or not, I don't know. I know they're, that's what they're expecting in New York City. I just don't get it, Crichton. I mean, what you're saying makes absolutely no sense. We're all trying to make heads or tails of it here in the studio, and I think we're all just bewildered by this. I think we would all agree that it would be great for nonviolent, victimless crimes 
for those people, if they're going to be arrested, because these stupid crimes are still on the books, that it would be nice if they didn't have to be arrested and instead could just jump straight to the trial process. Because or being arrested is part of the punishment. You shouldn't be punished before you're proven guilty. I agree, and you that's what he be, said. And, yeah, and, yeah, I know. I, we're, right. we're agreeing with him. Right, so that's that's cool and all, but unless they're going to abolish the arresting process for everybody else... Then I absolutely think that if Trump's supposed to get prosecuted, he should get arrested because he should know what it's like to go into the bowels of a courthouse and to be held against your will and to have handcuffs put on you and to be transferred around from big galoof to big goon or whatever and and go through that process because these people are so privileged. They have no idea when Donald Trump says he wants to arrest drug dealers or murder drug dealers, which I think he's most, you know, most recently been saying, he doesn't even know what the process is like. He has no idea. So the more these people can be treated like the average person, the better, as far as I'm concerned. But thank you for the call tonight. I do appreciate the the conversation. And you're you're absolutely right. Well, they are just average people, right? And that's one of the myths that we have in the United States is well, that you know he's some, average and that he, his his s stinks too. But he's got you know millions of dollars, which by definition makes him pretty unusual. Yeah, but to most people, they believe you know politicians are cut from a finer cloth that's than the BS. average. Person. Of course, it is. Yeah. But the average person still believes it. That, that's why. They, that's why <sighs> they want. That crap. I, I know, I don't that's know, why like, they want special treatment for Trump. I, I just don't think that there, he has enough. Uh, followers that are going to do something about no. this because i mean they already are completely convinced that and i'm i'm i would be pretty close to being convinced honestly that he got the election stolen from him but they haven't like ro- risen up and thrown trump out of the white house i mean a biden out of the white house so like it's not well, a big deal if Who they cares? were going to do something they'd be outside of mar-a-lago right now with a huge throng of supporters and they would try to like block the police or whatever from coming coming in there and they're not going to do that yeah uh if they were out in front of mar-a-lago we'd already be hearing about it and maybe they will maybe you know it's still not tuesday yet uh but we would have heard like the news media would be there and they'd be saying oh my god trump protesters are out here and they say they're gonna stop the police you know see that could lead to civil war I i could see that leading like armed protesters out there preventing the police from going in and arresting donald trump that could absolutely Lead to a civil war. Because like a human would, I mean, not yeah, a human, a regular person would get hurt in the process and then people might get seriously mad at the government. Yeah. No, I just mean like armed Donald Trump supporters showing up at Mar-a-Lago or whatever, mm -hmm. surrounding the place and saying, hey, cops, you're not getting past us to arrest him. And because the left is kind of in power right now, federally, they are not going to have the same sympathy for a human being being killed by the cops. They're going to be like, these Trump supporters are being insurrectionists against the government. And sure. that could possibly do something like that, I guess. Trump but supporters it, aren't human. I just but it's not going to happen. I, yeah, it's no. I just don't see it happening. Like people actually going and laying no, their lives down for Trump. I really just don't yeah, see Yeah, I don't it. see it happening either. Uh, there's already been, you know, sort of a lukewarm response in a lot of cases because Trump let, left his supporters out to dry after the January 6th situation and a lot of his most extreme supporters or whatever are currently in federal federal prison uh, because of that January 6th situation. So how many of the remainder want to go ahead and roll the dice on trying again? And be left out to dry again. Let's continue here uh, with this caller. You're on the air. What's your name on Free Talk Live? Go ahead. I guess you're talking to me because I ain't heard nobody else. Here right? you are. What's your name? Okay, here I am. Hey, I'm ignoring the guy before me and all this stupid conversation because I want to ask Aria a question. Aria, are you listening? Yeah. 
Okay, far out. Me and my husband are very conservative right-wing Christians, but we're desperately trying to understand. We need to understand pronouns. Traditionally, pronouns are for the person speaking and for their audience. They are not directed at the person whom they're describing. Can you please, in your opinion as a trans person, can you please explain their importance in today's society? I, I really wish I could. I'm not one of the types of trans people who particularly cares what pronouns people use for me. I mean, if, if someone were to ask me my preference, I'd say, yes, my, you know, she, her is my preference. But we all have a preference, transgender or cisgender, about what pronouns people use to refer to us. And so I don't think that's particularly weird in that regard. And just like you would probably be a little bothered if someone was calling you he, him, I would be a little bothered if someone was using pronouns for me that I don't prefer. Look, I didn't care if you call me a carrot. I'm not there when you're talking about me. If I'm there, you're going to refer to me by name usually, i.e. Nikki has this problem. You're not going to say he, him, her, she, But they, sometimes what? you are. Like sometimes, especially if it's a group, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, and she told me the other day. I mean, like, yeah. can you hand this to her? I mean, it will happen. It's not like it. This, this is the thing my mom says. My, my mom says, uh, like, I like Aria. If I meet Aria, can I uh, refer to her as, or she said, can I say he, uh, he him? Because Aria said that, that Aria doesn't care on the air. And I was like, but that's not what she meant. She didn't mean she doesn't care what you refer to her at her face. I mean, it is obviously directed at her. She just doesn't like, you know, rage about it. Like, let it get to her type of thing. And she was like, it would well, just be hard for me. do you not care or do you care? I mean, what's what's the... Well, it depends on what we mean by care, yeah. right? Am I going to let it bother me? No. Mm-hmm. But do I have a preference? Yes. Mm. Yeah, there's a, care, there's a care in there at some level, um, but it's not a real serious one. Yeah. Like. I mean, but the, I care in the same sense that, okay, I I don't know, name, name something trivial that people care about. I don't know whether or not there's football. music playing when they football, drive to work yeah. or something. No, tr- football's not trivial to most <laughs> <Some> people. people. <laughs> most people care about football. The average American cares about football way more than I care about pronouns. Mm. Did you say your name was Nikki Caller? I, I, I'm in Northwest Georgia, sugar, listening to you on WGOW. Cool, but did you say your name was Nikki? I did. Okay. So, Nikki, I think Nikki's right, though, that most of the talk about pronouns is in reference to conversations that the individual rarely going to even be privy to, right? Like, if I'm sitting in the room with someone, it's you. You're you. You're not he, her, she, him, you know, what all that stuff, because that does have to do with a conversation that's being had about you. Right. Pronouns are third person, yeah. not first yeah. or second person. That, that's absolutely true. There is the case that Bonnie and I could be having a conversation about you with you in the room and talk about he so and you could hear that but the odds that you'll hear those conversations mostly are fairly low i would think Just because you're not going to be present for most people when, when most people talk about you they're probably not going to have you you're not going to be likely privy to the conversation well right? i don't know like just the other night when as we were leaving the bar um or a few weeks ago i don't remember exactly when one of my friends said that i wasn't going to available for it so because the exact words were she has to go be on television and she was talking to someone else about me and mm-hmm. i was to, we reference one another quite a lot without speaking directly to that person i'm i'm confident that if we played back the first two and a half hours of the show I, I've said she constantly, she and her constantly to refer to Bonnie and vice versa. Perhaps. I talked about Ian in front of Ian all the time. Like I'll be talking to our friends at the Moose Mart and I'll be like, he doesn't like what I cooked last night, whatever, you know, all the time. I, I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, Nikki, I hope that answer, did it answer your, the question for you? It really does. Thank you all so much. All right. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I'm glad you're listening there on WGOW in Chattanooga. And, and that's the other thing I, I said to my mom. I was just like, the thing about it is like, you cannot let something bother you, but you don't want to be around the person. And my mom was like, I'm just old. I, I like Garia. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, at least your mom knows her name. The host on uh, NBC called you like Ariana or something. Ariana did, that, that was really weird. Demezio. I hate that. It's so common too. <laughs> Demezio. I, I don't know where they get that. I was really shocked that she got my name wrong. Like almost like to the point of like stuff, being right? offended. Like, do you care so little about this that right. you couldn't even bother to learn the name of the person you're sitting down with? The Sue O'Connell person did that, but the other one said Aria Demetto. Almost, I felt like mm. on purpose to make up for it mm. uh, correctly. Okay, good point. I didn't but notice that was the towards other the end. lady. Uh, oh, the, the other lady was one of the producers of the actual yeah, documentary series. And Sue I should have called her on it. I, I mean, was surprised right you there. didn't. I should have. Yeah. Actually, it's Aria Demetso, not yep. I was Ariana. surprised you stayed quiet. But I, I don't think I would have either. I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, I probably wouldn't be there. She went right into a question, so it would have been like, it's it's Aria. But that said, know. you really handled yourself very well in that uh, situation, Oh, yeah, we didn't even Aria. talk about it. It was a really good interview. I think it was the best one of the Free Staters. I think so, too. I oh, feel like you. the other Free Staters that have been interviewed, you know, they did their best, and some of them were, were fine, but I felt like they try, all of them tried to play down their libertarianism. Right. And also, like... Uh, I don't a, know how many of them you watched prior to going in. Did none. you watch any? No. Oh, interesting. As okay. far as uh, the Crypto 6 part the episode mm-hmm. my friend said she was concerned because she was afraid it wasn't uh it didn't get into enough of like why the crypto six was doing what they were doing and i said uh, she was afraid that it was like a hip piece because of that and i was telling her i don't really think so plus they're giving aria the chance to talk about it and then you got to get into it you got to get into like cryptocurrency is spreading peace and that, like why it's uh you know a mission of your church and stuff like that you know so it's not like they were I, I, did, I thought it was really nice they gave you the opportunity, and they also offered it to Ian, gave you guys the opportunity to explain yourselves. It wasn't just like a hit piece. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't it think it all. think it was a hit piece. They purposely made it like very fair, but I mean, they're NBC. Yeah, um, the whole Free State Project, they, they were... My take on them was that they were extremely, if, if not li- somewhat libertarian themselves, they're extremely sympathetic mm-hmm. to libertarians. They were not hostile by any means. I mean, they do work for MSNBC or MNBC, but mm-hmm. they were allowed to do an 11 part documentary series on yeah. the Free State Project. And, like, guys, they could have just ignored you. That's right. right? Yeah. They, That's they right. didn't have to do this documentary. Nope. So, all this talk about uh, you know, propaganda and being hostile or whatever, like, they did the Free State Project an enormous huge, favor here. Huge thing. It's uh, it's amazing. And uh, episode 11, by the way, came out today. It did. Uh, it's very good. I, Bonnie and I watched it earlier. Stephen Nass will be their final guest on episode 11's live watch party tonight. There's one more episode that they didn't do last week because of the storm, and that's the one with the bad guy, San- Zandra Hawkins. Will be the uh, She'll be the quote-unquote last one just in the order that they air. We got more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. As always, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And always refreshing when we get some radio listeners calling in, which we actually have happening right now. So that's always all at my once, favorite. too. Yeah, all that's at once. That's the part that I don't like. 
Well, you know, I'll take it when, whenever we can get it. I don't know why it is. Uh, it's so weird, but people always seem to call more towards the end. Well, we to be fair to the radio listeners, we actually have more radio stations airing our third hour than uh, any other hour of okay. the live weekday show. So that that's one factor. Um, sure, but it would be nice if we could have longer conversations with them instead of trying to cram four calls into a half-hour segment. I mean, some of you guys called earlier. True. We might could have an extensive conversation with you like we did uh, Crichton. Could happen. It could happen. Uh, and that is a thing to remember is if you're listening on the radio, keep in mind one of the most common things that people understandably don't know is that when you're listening, you may or may not be listening live. So if you're hearing the show between the hours of 7 and 10 Eastern time at night, then you're probably listening live. If you're hearing it outside of those hours, before or after, then... You're listening to what they call a delay broadcast. You may be listening to tonight's show, but it might be two hours after it came on or four hours or whatever. So just keep that in mind. And if you want to call our show, you don't have to call that that night. You can call the next night. So if you're hearing this at 11 p.m. Pacific time or something you know, later tonight, just make a note about the topic you wanted to call about. Jot the number down, 603-283-6160, and then just mark your calendar to call after 7 p.m., uh, Eastern the following night. We'll be happy to take your calls at that time. But we're going to go to your calls now. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Aria in the studio tonight. And I do, by the way, want to say thank you to Brad Jardis, longtime supporter here on nice. Free Talk Live and a silver uh, member of our AMPS program at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, speaking of you know great con- uh, conversion stories, Brad used to be a police officer. And then he turned against the war on drugs, and then they tried to fire him. And then he decided that he didn't want to work for those people anymore. So he's had a kind of an interesting story as well. Uh, But thank you, Brad, for the support. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com to help support what we do here. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. AMPS.freetalklive.com. And all we ask is for five bucks a month, and that's what Brad's doing at Silver Level. And you get some cool perks, and we certainly appreciate it. It's AMPS.freetalklive.com. All of a sudden, last half hour of the show, the phone lines are completely full. If you're trying to call in right now, you're probably going to get a busy signal. But Why don't we, we answer one? We're going to. Gonna be- but what we can do is we can offer you our SIP line, which we don't get the chance to talk about too much. But whenever the phone lines fill up, I'd like to remind you that we do have SIP. It is an internet technology that allows you to use uh, the internet like a phone, kind of. You can go to sip.freetalklive.com and get the instructions on how to call us on that SIP line. That line is wide open, sip.freetalklive.com. Let's start out with JR listening to KINX in Great Falls, Montana on the FM band. JR, you're on Free Talk Live. And as I wait in my tractor, because I'm 24-hour-a-day guy, out feeding cows, straw and animals, my phone beeps and says the battery's about dead as uh, I'm sitting and waiting. So some of us aren't sitting and have time. Indeed. So there's a reason why we can't always call. But You're here uh, now. I'm Go ahead. Hard, I'm having a hard time with being a fifth-time generation Montanan and all of a sudden going to be held accountable or not accountable, but go to jail if I, I call someone the wrong way when usually uh, football players, they used to wear a helmet, now they wear a hat, and they don't go to the end zone, they go to the house, and all these words taken out of context, why, why is there such a big deal all of a sudden on a he, she, and them, maybe there's a mistake, they ask, how do you spell your name? I say J-R. There hasn't J-A-Y been, you know, a, uh, a, a law or anything like that dead. in the United my States. about dad, and you just said you like callers. Please do not interrupt. So then oh, my God, you've Christian. made a bunch of points. I want to, like, reply oh, to one of them. Oh, my God, hang up on him, time. Ian. Oh, my God, he's so annoying. 
You're not going to get arrested for calling somebody night. the wrong uh, pronoun. No. I'm an elder. I'm a caller. And well, you're an like idiot. Callers, so well, like, I, it's not okay to call names, Bonnie. That's not appropriate. I don't care. Um, I do no, want to hear what he I'm has to say. To He's trying to make a point. He made like a bunch of points. I had something to say. He's just running on. It's annoying. Because you always interrupt. There's the reasons I'm No, never I don't. I've never of, even talked to you before. No, you do it to everybody. No, I don't. If it's not exactly the way you want and you want to answer. No, he you wants to give a monologue on the radio the and it's annoying. Christian is taken out of context. Everybody calls themselves Christians. I wanted to make a good point. See, he's talking about something else now. We well, can't even reply to what he was talking about. Why? Why? It's boring. Because I'm talking over someone, so I can't make my point. Okay. I want to hear what he has to say. I get I get you like, frustrated by it, Bonnie, but I do want to hear what he has to say. So go ahead. Why? If you can wrap up I'm your point, Jared, go ahead. I'm a rancher here, so I'm not up to your new ways deal. So the word Christian, taken out of context. If the Bible was the way it was as Christian, but all the different theologies, Mormons, Catholics, Baptists, He's all these. They all call him, oh, my goodness. It's fine. Just talk so, to someone else who has something to say. I, this is annoying me because we have how much time left? We have 22 right, Bonnie, minutes I would left. like to have him try to make a point. And please just let him go for a moment so I can hear what he's trying to say. I'm not, I'm not even sure what he's trying to say. Subject? That, because that's why, because he started off talking about something else. I, I had it. something to I say it. to just it. Just hang on, okay? Go ahead, please. So people are put in that category when they call themselves Christians, when they don't understand the difference in the theologies of all the different religions. So the word is taken out of context. I don't call myself a Christian anymore because I am a spiritual believer in Jesus, period. You guys sometimes talk about the Bible being contradicted, and that's not understanding how there's a difference between law and grace, how the Bible is spoken to. So again, all these different words are taken out of context. I love French fries, but I love my wife. So is the his, the her, and this and that, why all of a sudden now am I going to be arrested if I'm proposing to arrest you? Was that interrupting him? Because that's exactly what I did. There's just not a law in America where you're going to get arrested for calling someone the wrong pronoun at all. If Maybe if you go On to Canada and we've already said that that is wrong. See, now I'm talking, he's talking. It is wrong to get arrested for not uh, calling somebody the right pronoun. Okay, but yeah, but you do have to have a conversation, Jr. And you know, I think the. No, you're not trying. And I was had a conversation until she just jumped all over me, disrespected her elder. I don't care if you're older than me. If you're stupid, you're stupid. There's no guarantee that uh, you get respect just because you got born before somebody. You got to earn. I understand that. You got to earn your respect in life. Clearly, you don't. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, but what makes you think that there's a law against calling somebody the quote-unquote wrong pronouns? Where did that come from? Biden has just been talking about that, and they had a deal on the news after he talked that a person who was a male but dressed as a woman working at a convenience store, and the person coming up to buy something called him a him, and he says, I'm not a him, I'm a her, and he says, I can see you're a him, and it went on and on, and so then they called the cops, and that person got arrested. So for what? there was probably something else the- involved. There was probably something like this person needed to leave, got asked to leave and wouldn't leave. I mean, when of you're on somebody's private property, is. are I'm you allowed to just stand there and argue with the them about what pronoun they should be called? JR, uh, I think that there probably was something else going on in that circumstance, but exactly, it wouldn't surprise me. trying to make conversation. Yeah, and, I, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody did propose this. Like, there's so many people out there that are just looking for a reason to be offended, and they believe that their being offended should be a criminal act, and so therefore crime sh- uh, charges should be brought. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate you uh, waiting on the line there. And, uh, you know, I, I get, Bonnie, that you were frustrated by him. 
And I, I didn't I, interrupt I think, him any more than you interrupted him. I mean, it's just annoying. I don't want to yeah. listen to who wants to sit and listen to the radio of some guy monologuing about three different subjects and with nobody else. Well, that's responding why I wanted to, to have him get at least get the chance to make some kind of point so we could respond to it. I felt like maybe it was a little early on in your case. But regardless, let's go on here. We got Perry on the line uh, calling from somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Perry. Oh, thank you so much. I yes. appreciate this a lot. Uh, what I wanted to say is that there's many, many reasons why they must uh, try to take uh, Trump to uh, court, and uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, is because one of the many reasons is that people that go to a Trump rally, for instance, if you can imagine this now, even in the future, uh, they learn more, believe it or not, in one hour than they'd learned in four years of college. And uh, just hold on, just to clarify, you're saying that the people who go to the rally learn more from the rally in an hour? They learn more about politics uh, than they do at any uh, college. Most not not Hillsdale's college or Liberty College. There's 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 good colleges out there. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. However, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the people. Uh, like, see, for instance, Trump had there was more jobs than any time in the history of the United States when he was president. He he did that. Now he well, there's also more nowhere. people. Now he wasn't perfect. He wasn't. No, I'm. I'm just saying. The point is, is he was getting the. He was allowing energy. He was. He, he you know he he did a lot of good things. How did Donald Trump create and, a single? job that wasn't a bureaucratic position within his administration how he did it how he did it was one of the he did it in many ways but what he did is he he called in all these big big shots that owned uh, like goya foods and all these big shots you know that owned chevron and whoever all all these ceos and he brought them all in and he and he and he had them sitting at a huge table and they, uh, you know, a conference table, and they, and he and he talked to them, and he and he and he listened to what they had to say, and 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 he did that more than once. He did it several times. This guy is nobody's given that's, credit for okay. Donald that's not Trump how you like create jobs. I'm, I'm so the CEO yes, of Chevron yes, and yes, Goya created jobs. It, no, I'm saying, listen. In my personal opinion, our government is way too big. Okay. And okay, we agree with that. We're, we're, okay, thank you. I'm Eileen Libertarian. I, I, I think I told you, I, I called before, and I let you know that I worked on a presidential campaign for Ed Clark as a Libertarian back in 1980. Yeah, it's 40 years ago. I but, worked yeah. as a political activist. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. But, uh, but, uh, and my, you know, but the, the point I'm, I'm saying is that, um, uh, and we... And it sounds like you're a Trump fan before, to me. There's I mean, one more thing. There's, that's one, fine. There's, there's one more thing I want to mention real quick too, because people, I think in general, think that a lot of the the the, the gay people support the Democrats, right? But if you look at it, uh, we we've, we've got uh, log cabin. Uh, that's called the log cabin. Log cabin Republicans, Republicans I believe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, there are that's some right. gay Republicans. We've got. We've got and also, we've I've got never heard that term. There's a lot Jenner. of gay we've libertarians Caitlin, too, by the way. We've got Caitlyn Jenner too, and she's on, she's on, she's a conservative. Right? No, okay, I'm, 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 you're kind of all you're kind of all over the place here, Perry. And I just want to kind of slow oh, no, things I'll, down. I'll stick, to the, I'll just stick to what what I was saying about Trump, though, because Trump. Okay, but, well, well, let's stop there for I, I, a he's moment. Not perfect, Let, he's not Perry. perfect, but we got to. Okay. One last thing. Can I say one last thing real fast? All right, go ahead. 
if we could get him in for four years and then DeSantis for the next uh, eight eight years after that, then I think we could start to maybe turn this get the government where we where, where the people are the, the government again a little uh, bit. A little there's bit no more. reason We're to believe gonna... that would be the case at all. Twelve years of a conservative <laughs> hellscape with just to Trump start and to turn DeSantis. It just to start to turn it around in that case. No, I I, I wish uh, you know I wish that that had any kind of truth to it. But uh, the reality is, you can see what happens when the Republicans are in office. Not only when you have a Republican president, Wait. but when you have a t- complete Republican Congress and the government gets bigger, it gets more intrusive. The police state grows. We see more government oppression, just like during the Democrats. There's you know, no difference. What just occurred to me, oh, my whole life it's been democrat when i was born democrat uh, republican democrat republican it, it's never been like you know twice in a row the same i, I don't i don't know i'm just everyone's thinking. always frustrated well, and they're always disappointed so they want to switch and give someone else a try reagan had it twice uh in a row and didn't bush no i think she means second? we never had a democratic president and then a different democratic, democratic president make any difference. Me, can, I say one last, can i say one last thing and i'll hang up well, you can say one can last say thing, one but last I, I want to actually have a conversation uh, rather uh, than uh, listening to Perry, you know, say things. So, you well, know, I, I, what I, makes I, you I, think I that gonna... Trump and DeSantis would somehow be able to change anything in Washington D.C.? Why do you believe that? Well, uh, okay, now look at look at one of the reasons I, I believe that is Trump has already been in. Okay, so now he knows, and the government better. got bigger. He knew, he knew the. No, he knew the he knew how corrupt it was. Now wait a minute, he couldn't control all that because of the pandemic. Oh, pandemic see, there's always an he excuse. He could have let uh, anyway, you know but, Russell well, well, booked out of jail. So no, no, wait a minute. Now, he didn't pardon Edward Snowden. He knows the yep. people, but he knows the people better. Didn't so by having somebody like him in. How's he know he's got he more has experience on what, 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 what to do now. For, he'll, oh, he'll he needed the first four years time. to figure it out, right? And now yeah, he's going to really yeah, drain the swamp. Correct? I mean, it's amazing how easily <laughs> fooled people can be. Perry, hey, wake I made, up, man. I made up, I made up my own quote, by the way. I made up a quote. Can I just tell you the quote real quick? Yeah, sure. That's what people do. They say things. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Liberty, liberty lives forever in America. No. No, the United States at least quote. is going to end. Thank you, Perry. Thank you for the call, man. Forever, so it's a fallacy. Yeah, it's do, a nullity. I do appreciate your call, and I'm glad that we were able to have this sort of a conversation. And he uh, always kind of, you know, good humored. That's why. Yeah, he's not yelling at us at yeah. least in that case. But I like that we can have a conversation with a Trump supporter. Yeah, and it's just like hello. The the. the but you delusion, can keep Caitlyn Jenner. The the delusion of the Trump supporter to say that. Well, he only he needed the first four years to just get his feet wet. He had to kind of figure things out. But now you just give him four more years and then his political opponent, DeSantis. Who, if it takes that long to just figure things out, what could he even, even if that was true, mm-hmm. what could he accomplish in the next four years that would be so great if it takes four years to just, just figure, figure things it out. out? Yeah. No, he's not going to go in there and fire everybody. He's not going to go in there and clean house at all. Uh, he's going to go in there and do the same crap he did, which is bring attention to himself, which is entertaining, mind you. I mean, I I would rather have the entertainment of Trump than the bumbling of of Biden. It's just more fun to to watch Trump s post or whatever. But uh, it is. But Biden's going to beat when he's like rambling about corn pop being a bad dude. Sure, like, but he doesn't he, that do that often. I know, but when he does, he's better than Trump. 
It is a lot of fun to watch that. That's true. But uh, Biden has been more warmongery, I think, yeah. than than Trump has done. I mean, so, yeah, picking one evil master over another. Biden is worse because he did all the bad things that Trump did, like, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, immigration stuff. Uh, he kept worse, that going. Yeah. And then he started a war. I mean, I, I think he helped start the war in uh, Ukraine, but I guess there's no proof of that. But I mean, his son went there and, like, did business deals with them behind he, he the scenes. He stopped um, drilling in America, which drove up the price of Oh, well, now he's going to uh, start drilling oil. In America, no, but that, that drove up the price of oil, and then that's what gave Russia the money to go to war, is what people say. I mean, people who are otherwise critical of the war machine and expansionism and these other issues that you brought up, Bonnie, they, they're not taking these issues when Biden is the one doing them. The, hmm, yeah. the immigrants at the border, and the ones that are being held in cages, prison, family mm-hmm. separated, that was the... They're exact, all quiet about that. Yeah. They criticize Trump for that. The danger of Biden is that once we get that Democrat in there and those policies continue, there are still families being separated at the border, people. There are still people being held in prisons for just coming here in America today. And no one's saying anything about it because, oh, well, it's it's Biden. Now, Biden closed all those. No, he didn't. Just like Obama got us out of Iraq and closed Gitmo. No. No, he didn't. It's It's ongoing. It's just so shocking to me. To be a Republican, I mean, that caller did not sound young the caller sounded a little bit older right than most of us in this room so you've been through and in fact he said he worked on the ed clark campaign 40 years ago right so he's probably in his 60s at least and so you know you've been through many elections you've seen republican administrations you've seen the republicans in complete control over the federal government and you know what they did made it bigger they made it bigger ronald reagan made it bigger George Bush, the original, made it bigger. George Bush, the second, made it bigger. And now Donald Trump made it bigger. They all made it bigger because they all want to reward their friends and punish their enemies because that's what people in search of power do with power once they get it. They don't get into power and then just say, well, we got to get rid of all this power. And that's what they say to get elected, but they don't actually do it. And yet you keep falling for it. See, that's what scares me about libertarians is exactly that. Is if they get into power. Yeah, and we do have a fairly good success rate here in New Hampshire, at least for our state representatives, which doesn't really have a lot of power for them to become drunk with. But, like, man, you're asking a lot of me to make you president or governor or senator and trust that you're going to – the House Speaker. You can't trust him. uh, The House Majority Leader. Jason Osborne. Free stater. Yes. Libertarian up there saying now, like, I no longer exist as a person. I yeah. am just a vessel through which your ideas flow or Could whatever. Could he possibly believe it? He suddenly believes in representation of, you know, he represents yeah. 10,000 people. This guy, Jason Osborne, was Maybe a sponsor 3, of this show. He was an angel-level sponsor. Like, he was just sponsoring us because of our libertarianism. Right. right. And at the time, he was an anarchist. The word he would have used to describe himself was an anarchist. And now what you're referring to is a clip from one of these episodes of the NBC Boston's documentary series, which people should see. It's really excellent. NBCBoston.com slash free state, where he literally claims that he has no opinions and he's only there to do what the people want him to do, which is like the most unbelievable, ridiculous thing for somebody to say. I mean, does he have his fingers crossed behind his back at that time? Because uh, who's who's buying this? Well, I don't want to suggest anyone believe that. I think he does. I don't want to suggest that he's unlibertarian, but he's still a libertarian. I think to some extent, yeah. and I think I I cannot believe that he's not hiding 
some of his true beliefs. The whole idea, what he wants you to believe, for a documentary is that he's about changed the Free State Project, though. He, he what what he wants you to believe is that he's changed his mind about anarchy and that he's now just a small government conservative. And I maybe that's true. I don't know the guy well enough to say one way or another, right? Like, he and I don't talk very often. When I see him, it's just friendly and, yeah. you know, hey, how you doing? We talk maybe about some of the bills in the in the state house. So I don't know. I don't know. But I know one thing's for sure. No one can possibly believe the statement that I don't have any opinions. I'm just doing what the people want me to do. I don't believe it when any other politician says anything like no. that either. I mean, that's... That's ridiculous. Impossible. No, yeah. And this is a libertarian, a free stater, so it's really hard for me to trust elected politicians who want to shrink the government. I agree. I agree. There's no doubt. Let's continue here, though. We got uh, Sean on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, guys. I hey. uh, just wanted to... Quick shout out to Bonnie here. I know I'm with the Liberty Policy Alliance, and I know she had I had talked she want and she had talked with Olfi about uh, wanting to get involved. So I just yeah. want to announce on the air that Bonnie would be going forward. Bonnie will be the spokesperson for the Liberty Policy Alliance going forward. Uh, I say going forward twice, but you know. Wow! Congratulations, you know what Bonnie. What does this mean, Sean? What is the Liberty Policy Thank Alliance? Uh, what is the goal of this alliance? So our the phrase we use is advancing liberty in our lifetime. We want to advocate for policy solution policy solutions that in state legislatures across the country that move the, that move the liberty that move the Overton window in a in the libertarian direction. Whether it's via grassroots advocacy or direct lobbying, we plan on we plan on having as many hands in the pot as possible. So it's just we're so really cool. excited, and I'm really really excited to have Bonnie on board. It's really cool because, like, I joined Yale for, like, one, uh, I forget what they call it, like, That's campaign. Young Americans for Liberty. Sorry, Young Americans for Liberty. And, um, like, independent of me, like, three of my best friends from it created, maybe maybe it's only two, I don't know, uh, created Liberty Policy Alliance. And I was just like, it. That's so cool because I is um you know I wasn't a part of them creating it creating it. So is is let me see if I can understand the difference here. So Young Americans for Liberty seems to be trying to get certain candidates elected. Are you saying that your focus, Sean, will be to focus on people who are already in office and getting them to support liberty policies? Yes, we're gonna get them. We're gonna we're gonna pressure politicians at the doors and in the legislature at the and at the legislature by by talking to their constituents and taking their concerns of their constituents to them and encouraging their constituents to reach out to them. And ad- we're going to advance, hopefully, we're going to hopefully advance libertarian ideals, whether we have to sh- shake, we have to give a few Indian sunburns to a few statists along the way, putting it nicely. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this. Uh, it sounds like, it, I don't know if you're familiar with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, but it sounds a lot like maybe a national version of what they're doing. Are you familiar with them? A little bit. We're we're y'all has this Young Americans for Liberty has this thing called called the Hazlitt Action Program where they're base they're already doing what we're do what we're planning on doing. We're just taking that we're just taking that model and expanding it. Essentially, we're ta- we're using grassroots we're using grassroots door knocking to adv- advance libertarian policy positions rather than advance libertarian or liberty candidates. So where can people go to learn more? Uh, you can check out our website at libertypolicyally.org. Uh, we've also got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can look us up on Liberty Policy Alliance. We also you have, have Odyssey? For those of you who... 
we don't have Odyssey. I'll have to talk to my team about getting on Odyssey, but we can definitely. I, I definitely think we can have an have Odyssey. We can have Odyssey. I don't want to take great. up too much of your guys' time. Hey, thank you, like Sean. Left and you probably have one more caller. Thank you for the call but tonight. I definitely I appreciate uh, hearing from you here. Uh, unfortunately, we did have somebody else. So I'll have to put that person on hold and uh, encourage them to call in tomorrow night. We are just, a good night for callers. I don't want to give somebody 20 seconds. It's just not It's just not fair. Unless it's David. Uh, Is it David? It's not him, no. no it's somebody else. <laughs> Uh, All right, so more coming up tomorrow night. You can join us online between now and then over at freetalklive.com. Don't forget our social media site where you can express yourself at social.freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of... Where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because... I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.